0: Hello and welcome to Rolling Dice and Techie Name.
1: Well, well, well,
2: look who it is, sitting at the mic. Where have you been?
0: Oh, I was at Gen Con for the past week.
2: Oh, really? And now, what'd you do at Gen Con?
0: Oh, well, every night we sat in the hotel room and talked about all the great things we saw during the day, plus our big strike tournament.
2: Oh, well, that sounds like fun. Why don't you do an episode on it? Hello and welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. This is episode number 264 Working in a Coal Mine, and I'm Tony. I'm working.
0: working in a coal mine, working. going down. I'm working. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, wh- so here's the thing, y'all. Uh, it is Gen Con at the time. Who are we're recording. you? I'm Marty. Thank you. We are sitting in our hotel room in the JW Marriott on Wednesday night. Uh, before the start of Gen Con. And we decided for this episode, we were going to go back to what we used to do for Gen Con. Each night, we're going to record like a 20 or 25-minute segment talking about what we went through during the day.
2: Okay. And um, I'm trying
0: not to be too loud because I don't want, don't want anybody to hear us or anything. But I must say, it's pretty nice, number one, recording face-to-face and sitting on beds where I can like recline and just kind of stare at the ceiling and, and then record as a talk you, like I'm doing now. You're being, you'll
2: fall asleep if you're not okay, careful. Okay, that's a good point. It's a... So it was a a very, it's one of my favorite days because I get to help set up a booth. Yes. I was sweating like a pig. Oh my gosh.
0: So for those who don't know, uh, when the vendors set up the booth in Gen Con, they they have all the doors uh, open to the exhibitor hall so they can pull in their pallets and everything. So the air conditioner is not on. Mm -hmm. And it gets pretty warm in there. It gets very warm. I mean, it is,
2: you know, August. There was no breeze. It's very warm and we're not, we're not messing around.
0: No, no. Uh, so we help out uh, Ignacy and the portal team. I put up the booth uh, a couple of years ago, not a couple years, I guess in 2019, 2018, we would come and help set up the floor. And we said, okay, the first thing you got to do is lay the floor tiles together. Mm-hmm. They're interlocking tiles. And they uh, got some new ones that we hadn't seen. These are wood grain tiles. So we had to make sure that all the wood grains pointed in the right direction. Now we were going to get fancy. We're going to parquet it. And then we started doing it. it's like yeah parquet is going to be too hard so we took up the floor and started again but we knocked that floor out quickly
2: it was done done in no time and I was I still think we could have done a pattern with an inner uh parquet you know go all the wood grain so we would oh, have and yeah. then done a pattern done like a bull'seye
0: so next year what we need to do is like uh, like CAD this thing out and, and draw it so we can bring it. And, and y'all just step aside. We got this. We gonna do some sort of grid or yeah, pattern. Yeah, because it's there.
2: very important because after we set up all the tables, all the games, all the demo tables, do all the stacks, you can see almost none of the floor. Oh, that's a good point. So I don't think it really matters. They could have gone anyway. The only person who would have seen it would have been the people there with us in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's true. And so then after that, like you said, we we get all the product off the pallet. And uh, the big games this year are uh, Brazil. Brazil. Uh, first time showing up here. I think they had they have 140 copies to sell to the general public, and 90 were pre-ordered.
2: Yeah, sure. there was, uh, I just know there were a lot of boxes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> And then we had to get fancy uh, with stacking the boxes. Ignacy said, I, I saw this. I took a picture and he took a picture of uh, some box stacking done by our good uh, buddy, Danny, um, over it. At- Don't worry. She, she she didn't know we were actually going
2: to come see her to record the name of Hachette. O- 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 that's why we're going to see Danny.
0: <laughs> She's going to remember. Remind me to take the recorder so I can make sure to mm-hmm. get her uh, saying the name of the company. Anyway. Uh, they like the way they stack some of her boxes. So we said, How'd you do this? She said, Well, you do a, a circular pattern of five and then you alternate. So, okay, we got it. So, a uh, nice stack of uh, Brazil down there. And we got, I we did a great job, or y'all did a great job of setting up the table for all these theme stuff, all the detective games, the Imperial Settler games, et cetera.
2: Yes. And uh, very impressive on the stacking of the games. All the same pictures. If there was in, they all had the right same front Mm -hmm. or sides that was all done and then we had um you know there's plenty of robinson by the way you can check um our twitter feed i took a picture of the stack after we were done if you want to see what he was very proud of that i was proud that he was proud of (laughs) that
0: just me everybody kind of chipped in and put it you put it together
2: had a tower the batman tower going up around
0: gutenberg didn't bring a lot of gutenberg no they did not um i was surprised at that because gutenberg's a solid game and if you can't play gutenberg you should play it so that's the morning. Well, I mean, what
2: else is there to say? First off, we were able to, we got in there eight o'clock, got all of our paperwork done and we were, we knocked that out by 11.
0: Yeah. And then we got to do what I was so excited to oh, do. Oh, good gosh. Chicken and waffles from Maxine's. So I've been building this up y'all and all morning is like chicken and waffles y'all chicken and waffles. So the whole group of portal goes and I said, look, I gotta let you know, guys, this is a walk. It's 0.6 miles to get there. So we start walking in and uh, Chevy pulls up, uh, the place on the map and he says, here's where we're going. I said, this just doesn't seem right. I said, I don't remember going this way. He said, trust me, I know what I'm doing. So we get there. It says, okay, we're here. And I'm looking in this, this large brick building. And I'm like, this is not Maxine's uh, it was a market street. Uh, it, it was so Maxine's was this standalone restaurant that you went in and you sat down and you had some chicken and waffles. Maxine's last year moved into this marketplace, mm-hmm. like it's the North Market Origins, and they had this little—it's a—it's a food court basically, and they have this small section of the food court where you can go get it. So it's nothing like it used to be.
2: No, it was—it was a may, er, for that walk. Everybody lets you know for that walk. <laughs> It was not worth the walk. I mean, it was I, it was good, it. I, but yeah, it yeah. was it was not the same. You couldn't get a different style of uh, waffles. Yeah. They basically what I think they did was they took the signs down from the old place and hung them in the Market Street, and they got a bunch of waffle makers in a deep fat fryer, and they and they're living off the name.
0: Yeah, well, maybe maybe so. And uh, the chicken was really really good. The waffles didn't seem the same. So I guess it's just one of those things. It's uh Nothing, you know, nothing can stay the same, right? I mean, things right. are always changing. So, anyway, that everybody had a good laugh out of me making them walk, walk all the way. But they got exercise. Like, we got twenty thousand steps.
2: To yes, make. we did, and that's fine. We got our steps, and we were ready to go. So, I mean, hey. So lunch food always, for some odd reason, is a big thing here. And then we we come back to the. Hall, and we're walking around seeing people, seeing all the booze, seeing what's all the hot, Mm -hmm. making sure you know that we map out what we want to do. Is for me, it's also seeing a lot of people. I i I do like that.
0: It is so amazing how many people over the past 10 years that we've made friends with, and you see them, and it's just like an instant reconnection. And it seemed like every time we turned the corner, there was somebody we knew that was and that was just really cool. Yeah, kept losing
2: you. You'd stop, I'd be out (laughs) in front. A beeline into where I needed to get, and you'd stop, pull over, and go talk to somebody. I don't know what you were doing. I don't
0: know. know. Hey, I haven't seen people in years.
2: It was good to reconnect. I'm like, dude, we got things to do. People to not see. Let's go. We got things to do. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Because we were on a time schedule.
0: Well, we got on a time schedule that we weren't expecting because our strike tournament is tomorrow night, and the gracious sponsors, Ultra Pro and Miniature Market, we're giving away some product uh, as kind of like a swag or giveaways as people come in the door. So we head over to ultra pro yep. and they're setting up everything. And it's like uh, our, our contact there, crystal said, Hey guys, here's your stuff. And it's just boxes and boxes of like four different styles of games, like sweet landy, a couple Lord of the Rings games and a, a really cool Ascension two-player two player. starter box that looks really yeah, cool.
2: Yeah, they took the best of the Ascension cards and made them kind, I don't Eternals? Want, is that what it's called? Ascension I believe Eternals. so. And it's, uh, I, I keep thinking about it. Hey, they took the best cards. Kind of like a commander deck. But it's not. So, who knows? I haven't played it. I'm looking forward to playing it. So, of course, Ascension's, you know, good quick two-player game. So, I'm excited for that. Can't wait to see what the people's reactions tomorrow. I cannot wait to be done with it. But <laughs> Cause to me, that is the big stress is is. going and getting this, having to to take this stuff over there. We've got to figure out how to get all that over there and then from, you know, and get that out there. Plus the games we're giving away, you know, you know, plus we've got games that I brought to give away just for the, just to have fun, you know, and make sure we were good to go. Very excited. Gonna have some great friends there. We're gonna have, um, David Waybright and his wife. We've mentioned this before. We're gonna have uh, the pegs over there. So, you know, Rob and Christina, we're ready to go. Just make this happen.
0: You've skipped right over the hardest part of the day. I want to put it out of my mind. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll have more to talk about the strike tournament tomorrow night. Yes. Going to be a lot of great people there. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, but our gracious friends, again, at Ultra Pro and Miniature Markets, said, here, here you guys go. Says, so okay, cool. Do we need to take this today? Yes, you do. You gotta get stuff off the floor. How many boxes do you think Ultra Pro gave us total? Uh, Fifteen to
2: twenty. Let's see.
0: Probably. It would have been. I'm looking about
2: thirty six. So, no, twenty eight. Twenty eight.
0: Like about twenty eight boxes of so different of of the four different styles of games. Um, they also a bags. Uh, bags and a uh, card sleeves to give away. So. We have one of these little carts that they let us borrow. One of these little fold-up four-wheel carts. Mm-hmm. Portal also had one that we borrowed, too. They didn't know that we borrowed it, but that's beside the point. Oh, shh. Maybe they won't hear us in this and know that yeah. we took it. Yeah. Here we go. We start stacking these boxes up. Now, uh, these boxes aren't in primo condition. Some of them are kind of crushed. Kind of. That's generous. And we have to go back to the JW Marriott. Marriott. Now, for those who don't know, JW Marriott's probably quarter mile away half a mile maybe total once you got to go through the entire convention oh. center from the back to the front yep we went up the elevator to the front of the convention center realized that's not the overpass that we need the crosswalk we needed to take instead of going all the way back to the back of the convention center we went across to the west and took an elevator downstairs and we got on the street <laughs> pushing and
2: then, oh, oh it took me back to the time we went my wife uh, daughter and I took a um, cruise out of uh, Czechoslovakia. Ciclo- I can never say that Czechoslovakia. Never, no, out of Rome. It's the port uh, near Rome, and we had the suitcases and p- pulling suitcases across cobblestones. It tore the wheels slam up, and so as we were pushing these carts laden with stuff through the the bricks, I'm in Indianapolis, the brickyard, but it's the bricks and the uneven pavement and the dips with the manholes and stuff falling off and then not to mention the gale force freaking winds that were blowing it was a it was an adventure nor the heat you know i already got swamp butt i'm not worried about
0: it <laughs> so we get to the crosswalks and there's this one Four-lane road we need to cross. Oh, man,
2: you got 25 seconds.
0: We got 25 seconds to get across because the people that went before us, I said, we're not going to make this. So I I counted. I said, all right, we got 25 seconds. So as soon as the crosswalk lit up, here we go. We start tearing across four lanes of road to get to the hotel. We go up the Handicap. We get to the the elevators. And so, y'all, here's the thing. On the first day of Gen Con or the day before, (laughs) elevators are swamped everybody's checking into the hotel and everybody's waiting on the elevator to get up. And I'm sitting there thinking it's going to take us forever to get an elevator that's free enough that we can get into. But that one wasn't too bad. Luckily we got in on the first floor and people were gracious enough. say, so, okay, you guys go, we're not going to fit. And, not gonna fit in and there. we got on up. So,
2: But there was even more of a time crunch. More of a time crunch because, okay, so now we got to take the carts back. Is that what you're referencing? Oh my gosh, no, I forgot forgot, about that. I forgot about having to take the carts back. We got to take the carts back because the the Portal needs their cart and Ultra Pro needs their cart. So we're heading over and we see this poor guy. (laughs) And we feel for him because we just did this. He's just got in some boxes. He he was with Jasco. He
0: was J- with Jasco. Jasco, and he was Jasko. on the cross uh, the uh, crosswalk. The the boxes must have been so heavy. He had them propped up on the rail and was pushing them down the rail <laughs> so he wouldn't have to carry the full weight of them. So we walked up and said, we happen to have two carts. Would you like us to help you out? Oh, dude, that would be awesome. Amazing. So he was a really nice guy. Made some, a nice contact at Jazzco. They're, they're the ones that made the uh, UFS card game that you and I used to play. Mm-hmm. And we used to tell them about that. So we go over there. We drop those boxes off. So we're off and running again and we go by restoration booth and all of a sudden our good friend Suzanne's there, which I didn't even see; I was zoned. She, he was gone. So I stopped and talked to Suzanne for a little bit. And in the meantime, while I'm doing that, so I
2: get ultra pro over there, talk to the ultra pro to to crystal, everything's good. Then I go back and I see an email Well, and I go over and I said, well, miniature market hasn't told us that. Those things have come in. I need to go check those on the, things. So we talked about
0: that. So really, um, everybody is getting one of their really nice card cases. Yeah, the two hundred plus card case. I believe. Yeah, the, the big square ones. Always, I think he holds even more than two hundred. Yeah. yeah, so like six hundred.
2: So we're going to be giving those out at the uh, strike tournament. And she goes, "Yep, we've got them." Okay, here's the time crunch. At five p.m., we need to be back at the J.W. Marriott to begin the World Cup Championship Battle that I participate in with Ignacy and a whole bunch of other incredible people and Chevy Dodd, um,
0: (laughs) incredible people and and Chevy Chevy Dodd.
2: Um, and so here's the time crunch. So I'm loading up the, so I'm like, Oh crap. Well, I got to take the portal cart again because there's these three huge boxes that they give me to take. So I'm loading up the cart and, Finally, you decide to show up. I'm like, what are you? Okay, well, so I,
0: I call him and he's like, yeah, I've got the boxes. I said, oh, crap, let me help you out. So as soon as he walks out of the exhibit floor, we, he'll hook up again. What door are you coming out? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pushing stupid boxes again. So at least this time we know exactly where in the convention yeah. center to go to get the right elevator to get across. So we ain't got to go out on the street. Yes. Everybody's ringing us. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? He, you tell me, look, I'm going to take you. You're going to take the boxes up to the room. You say, go tell them he's on the way. So I get there and Ignacio's just sit with their arms folded. Where's Tony? Where's Tony? I said, he's coming. He's coming. And man, he was pacing. He kept going outside the room looking for you. I had to like draft a team for you or something. Good job. Uh, They told you to pick red, didn't they? No, they just said France or Belgium.
2: Yeah. Okay we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so finally you show up, you start playing that and I get into a, my first game of Brazil. About time. First, tell us about world cup.
2: So, so world cup, uh, I've, I'd have to get on. I don't have uh, anything to get to BGG, but basically all this is, is you're playing a bunch of the world cup soccer matches over the years. So they get, there's eight of us playing, you're drafting teams And depending on the team you draft, you'll get a certain uh, place to play into and go through the World Cup. And the way you play this game is you got a hand of three cards. You play this card, and it's either going to be like a goal or an attack card or a defense card. And nobody's explaining the rules to me, so but it's not that hard to figure out. Come on. It was not that bad. And so you're sitting there, and and you're trying to basically play your cards so that your team's Advance to the next stage, and you do that by scoring points, just like in workup. How many points did you score in your matches? I'm playing this. I'm finally catching on to all the cards that are going on and what I needed to do. So, because the last time I played this was 2019, and three of my teams made it through the first round.
0: All right, Ignasi, he holds the grudge. <laughs> okay, so I'm over there playing Brazil, mm-hmm. and I'll give a little synopsis of that in a second. But I hear out of, was it you or Ignacy said, like, depending on how this dice roll goes is whether we keep our sponsorship with Portal or not. So he
2: he makes it and it was the the dice. And it was also the fact that if things don't work out well for him in the next round, because I'm going up against him, he's like, yeah, if if you beat me, you're out (laughs) because he's never won this. And it's very, he's like, and you, and you kicked me out last time. You had no clue what you were doing, which irritates him. And you beat me last time and, because that's what it is. It is you're playing, you're playing card. I love the game. Mm-hmm. I wish you would come back. Mm-hmm. It, there's not that. I mean, there is, a, there is strategy there, but yeah, when you roll the dice to determine maybe additional goals, that's what you know can make the game kind of random. But other than that, I mean, we had penalty kicks. It was just, it's a lot of trash talking. Mm-hmm.
0: It was, it, y'all were pretty loud as we were trying to learn Brazil over there. But
2: the best thing at all. He finally won. Ignasi finally was the World Cup champ. So everybody can rest easy now. It.
0: <laughs> so it's been eight years?
2: I guess. Yeah. 2013, Joel Eddy was the first champion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He won a couple of years. They have like a little uh, trophy with like a key ring on mm-hmm. it with pictures of who won each year. It's really cool. Yeah. So he
2: won with England. I made my teams, three of them made it through, two of them made it through, and then I lost in the, I didn't even make it to the finals because I think I had a target on my back. But that's world cup enjoyed playing it now brazil what'd you think
0: yeah so i see what you're saying this is a very simple game in that on your turn you're going to take one of several actions but those actions are there's a lot going on there's a lot can really change in the game i see why it's called a euro x Mm -hmm. you're you got a random map that's generated you have a capital city you start at you can deploy units out you can uh build up Things on tiles like, you know, for making wood or uh, like a sawmill or getting cotton or stuff like that. And you could turn those in for different things. And so you can explore, Mm -hmm. you move your people out to explore different areas. You can expand, you can actually fight against others, but it's not die roll combat. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of, you get some fight cards when you um, deploy your army, you get some uh, combat cards that can be used that when you combat, you can play those cards to increase your strength or whatever. But there's just a lot going on because then there's ways to upgrade each of your actions and make mm-hmm. them better. There's paintings that you can collect that can do special things for you. So after my first game, I realized I need to play a lot more. Yes. I mean, and there's a lot, there's a lot
2: to it as, as you, Oh, that's how that worked. Oh, this building up or rejuvenating the, the uh, one of the, else. yeah. Oh. I
0: like one of the actions is yeah. rejuvenate, which is to replenish an existing tile or flip the tile over and it does something different and, for
2: you. It does something different and gets you more victory points, but it gives you different resources that may not be what you need. So there's a lot of synergy with the resources that you have to figure out, whether you upgrade, what is your end era goals, so you have three of them. I like that.
0: Yeah. I like and that so every- a special power and Yeah, that's right, because it has yeah, because each person's unique. They have a little special ability that makes it like I was Napoleon. Mm. Oh, you're the warmonger. Yeah. And I didn't do it well because I didn't warmonger at all. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't take advantage. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, we played, uh, the person who won, won by like, he, got like 67 points. The rest of us are like 55, 54, 53. So it was all mm. pretty close. And that was my, that was two of our first games okay. uh, that went to play. So it wasn't too hard to learn, but there's just so much going on. That's definitely, this is one of those games. If you're interested in playing, don't feel like that after one game, you feel like you got a handle on it. Cause I just don't think you will. I was pulling levers. Yeah. I was like, I'm taking this action. Cause I don't know what it does. And I want to see what it does.
2: what do you think at the end of, at the end of an era, everybody takes their error, error one and they flip it over to an, uh, an action. And I like that. that. That was kind of interesting. That was kind of cool. Yeah. You you take the, you take the thing that you've been tracking your actions with, you flip it over. It gives you a special ability, but you put it underneath one of the actions. And that becomes, whenever you take that action, you get this ability automatically.
0: And I really like the simple thing. It's, I know it's just so simple, but you can't take the same action twice. Right. I like that. That's kind of cool. I always, Yeah. You got a plan. I like the error cards mm-hmm. in that you, in order to move to your next era, you need to score, uh, have achievements basically done on your, on card. And the first person that does it unlocks the second error. The game ends when a person unlocks their third error. Mm-hmm. My only problem was, is that the person who's last, if he unlocks the third error, the game immediately game ends. That's kind of crazy because nobody else has a chance to respond. I guess that's just the way it is. But it is, yeah. And that's kind of what happened. And after the f- the third person went, the last guy said, "Guys, the guys getting the game's getting ready to be over." I went, "Dang, I thought it was." <laughs> so, yeah. But no, you do have to plan very well. I think
2: as you play the game over and over, you will know all the error cards. And you'll be able to see what's going on, what someone's doing. Yeah,
0: I just wasn't sure what he was working on. Right. Because they're all so different. Some of them are like, I got to get X amount of units deployed, or X amount of third era buildings built, or X amount of uh, paintings obtained, et cetera. So I can't wait to get a copy of it. I think our game group's really going to enjoy it. And the paintings give you special
2: abilities. Like if I build a sawmill, I get an additional piece of wood. Or I build a farm, I get an additional uh, fruit. Mm -hmm. So, you know... There was a debate on our discord about the difference between a tomato and an apple and how I got it all screwed up. Whatever. I'm tired. <laughs> don't
0: is. All right. So will not we just go ahead and wrap up a day a, one a day one day one. And the, and the con hadn't even started. So tomorrow we're going to start going around and seeing different things. And before we finish the day one discussion, I totally forgot. We have a contest, which is kind of cool. Somebody reached out to us and said, Hey, uh, would you, like to sponsor some sort of contest where five of your listeners can win a Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie Blu-ray. I went, that sounds kind of cool. And I said, can you be the one that ships out? And they said, oh yeah, we'll do that for you. You Just give us the name and addresses. And I went, awesome. So what is on the line here is your chance to win a Blu-ray of the latest Sonic the Hedgehog movie number two, which I saw and I enjoyed. Did you see it? I've never seen Sonic 1 or 2. Watch Sonic 1. Okay. For For a video game movie, it's actually pretty good. Okay. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to run a special contest. Tony will create a uh, little contest form. Simple. Give us your name, an email contact address, and answer this question. What is your favorite Sonic the Hedgehog game of all time? I didn't know there was more than one. There's tons. Tons really? of them. Well, there's the racing game, and all that's that. what I okay. mean. Okay. There's a bunch of Sonic theme games, Sonic right? Theme games.
2: So those are the ones you pick from the Sonic theme games. Okay. Yep.
0: yep. All right. So make sure to check the links in the notes. Go enter. The contest will end on August 30th, and at that point, we'll pick five winners. Contact you and hand your info off to the people that will send you your copy of the Sonic the Hedgehog Blu-ray. And now, I think we're gonna hit the sack. Because we got to get up early in the morning to actually start the official start of Gen Con 2022. Hey, y'all. We just talked about Ultra Pro. They're super nice. Super, super nice to us. And we found out today that after every time one of our episodes drops, they get a spike in the affiliate link that we have uh, for you, you for you to use and go out to their site and get product thank y'all so much for doing that. Uh, That's really cool to support our sponsors like them. They they are a great company. They have some great products. Uh, It's really cool seeing their really nice booth here with all the the sleeves and the games and everything they have. And I just can't reiterate enough. Don't forget, if you go out to their website and order anything, make sure to use the code RDTN and get five percent off your order. And again, for those who have Thank you so much Or if you want to Just click on the link in the show notes Or the link on our our website RollDiceTakeNames.com Use that affiliate link Code RDTN 5% off For some great products And once again Thank you all for your support It means a lot And they've told us It's like hey As long as people keep clicking We'll keep supporting It's Tuesday night About 5 before midnight Let me ask you a question Tony do we cut to the chase and give the results, the strike tournament, or do we wait till we get to and tell the, the whole story of how the whole event went? Well, first off, it's um, not
2: Tuesday night. Did I say Tuesday? You said Tuesday night.
0: You know how when you go to conventions and you just totally lose track of days? Mm-hmm.
2: No, no. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday night. It's Thursday night. We had the big strike tournament. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Big gathering for rolling dice and taking names. Yep. I'm fine however you want to play it because there will be much said about the results of the tournament.
0: Oh, okay. Well, since you've already said that, I will say that for the first time, this is the fourth annual, I believe. Yes. After three years in a row of Gladiators in the arena winning, it has happened. First time ever. Dice in a bowl is the current reigning champion. I will
2: let you go ahead with that and just say that, you know, just like some of the greatest games ever played, uh-huh. for instance, like the um, Black Sox. Sure. The um, Flaygate. <laughs> um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. It's amazing what you can do when you buy okay. a championship.
0: All right. Yes. So stay around for this segment because we'll cover that at the very end. But this morning we got up thank goodness (laughs) and we had to finish kind of getting stuff together for the strike event we had to go get uh, another case Mm -hmm. of the card organizers stuff those full of games and uh while we're doing that something really bizarre happened we're doing that and all of a sudden we heard pow and the little fridge door flung open Red liquid spewed out all over the place. Like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Just so happened I had some um uh, cheer wine zero drinks in the fridge. It was not inside the little freezer compartment, nope. but I guess when you rest those up against the edge of the freezer compartment, they're gonna freeze. It froze and exploded inside the refrigerator and blew the door open.
2: <laughs> so one thing about cheer wine, cheer wine is com- is really I don't know how much CO2, but it is probably more. It has more of that CO2 or whatever gives it fizz mm-hmm. than any other soft drink. When I open a two liter bottle, I always open it over a sink because it yeah. is very powerful. But yes, we did. We had a minor explosion. And as you stated, they go and think somebody
0: died in here. Yeah, because we cleaned it up with some white towels, you know, nice hotel, white towels. And it looks like blood. Mm
2: hmm. But then you go and throw the ice in the tub, and you don't rinse the tub. And I'm thinking, we'll definitely think somebody died in here.
0: Because
2: <laughs> there's red stains in, in the bathtub. Tub. So I'm rinsing it out. I'm thinking, what was he thinking?
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, well, so I had we'll, to, investigate well, I had to this. put the ice somewhere that picked up. But rinse it. <laughs> rinse it out. Oh, my gosh.
2: This is not hard. And I'm sorry for my voice.
0: I, I did during the strike Ooh. tournament. I was doing me. I was yelling. Yeah, it's um, my, my voice is kind of gone, too. So. Yeah, we had we had this slight explosion. We got that cleaned up. Uh, then we got down to the hall. Today was the first day. It's always fun to walk around first day and just see what's going on. And then you have the hall doors open and uh, people come rushing in. It was definitely a lot of people here. I don't know if it is as crowded as we've seen in the past.
2: No, I feel like the aisles are larger. The the spacing's a lot better we have got all this blue carpet down because we were walking on the concrete, so it's more comfortable. Yesterday, we were walking on the
0: concrete, yeah. but they always put carpet down. Do they?
2: Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Yep. Carpet's I mean, always on the floor. I'll admit, there's not trash cans in all the intersections, which is a big help.
0: Ah, it, helps traffic flow. You mean it's a bad thing to have the uh, trash yeah, cans yeah, trash cans. blocks? You know.
2: The intersections are always bad, but overall, I felt like there was plenty
0: of space. Yep. Right, and again, I there's a lot of people here. Don't get me wrong, but- It'd be interesting what the numbers are. I don't think it's as big as it was before the
2: vid. It, it does not feel like 2019. Nope. No. Where you can't even, when you get that congestion, it's like a traffic jam and you just can't move. Right. And you don't want to be in that place. Yep. And you're just like, I I, I need out of here. I don't need to be in there. But,
0: but it was yes. really cool standing at the uh, portal booth and people rushing to pick up uh, Brazil. Brazil? Uh, they had 140 copies to sell, 90 pre-orders, and... Uh, Brazil is probably one of the bigger games of the con. There's not tons of huge games. This was one of them.
2: Mm -hmm. And it, it, the stack, your beautiful stack kept getting lower and lower and lower and lower. and lower.
0: They didn't sell out. I did ask. They had like eight left.
2: They had eight left. They're close. Yep.
0: Uh, But it will sell out tomorrow along Gutenberg.
2: Right. I sold three games at the portal booth. I was very happy about that. Like I said, I love doing that, but I love standing there like, like a spectator and uh captain captain link eric he's sitting there barking at people and it's hilarious listening hey you with the backpack i know you want this (laughs) why are you keeping walking and he and he's yelling at him not yelling but you know he's just talking to him but i sold a batman everybody lies oh really cool i sold that i sold a detective Mm -hmm. and then i sold um
0: the detective the original the original Mm -hmm. and
2: then of course it wasn't a hard sell but it was they were on the fence with brazil Mm. they were like well the game group doesn't like gutenberg i said well that's okay it's not Gutenberg. it's not gutenberg and they were like but what about the replayability so i went over the i went over the map tiles and the various powers heavy replayability i'm like you know and i'm like this is not a game you're going to get in one play Mm So yes, so I was I was proud of myself. I
0: sold three games. I think I earned my money today. Yeah, you did. You did okay. that, that money of zero. So then we started before talking, I earned it, huh? and we started going around talking to publishers. And for those who don't know, uh, publishers reach out to the media people that's coming and say, "Hey, do you want to set up meetings? Come talk to us, and uh, you, we can show you some of the stuff we're doing. And it's just a good way to connect and let them know who we are, etc." So one of our first meetings was with Northstar. Mm -hmm. And we went and sat down with Ross, and uh, Northstar just recently had a rebranding. They're refocusing their product line. They got rid of all their games like Wits and Ragers, uh, Happy Salmon, stuff like that. They're really focusing more on the Euro games with their Evolution line, Oceans, etc. Right, because Dominic wants to do that. That's what he wants to do. Dominic, the guy who runs Northstar Games and also designs a lot of the games. Yes. Yeah. It's your job to clarify everything I'm
2: saying. Well, I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's what I just want to say. So Dominic who runs so it or people that we have this amazing thing. It's called the internet. You can Google it.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm saving people's time because it'd be like, how do you spell Dominic?
2: Incorrectly. Okay.
0: That's just, correct.
2: But get close with it and type North star. Oh, that's true. And, uh, amazing how that works.
0: So uh, they also did paint the roses, paint the ro- oh, good. God. which is now out in retail. Mm-hmm. So if you want the retail version, it is a lot cheaper than the deluxe and an amazing game, a uh, very popular game. So, that is exciting. They also have, they told us about a Kickstarter that's coming um, to Oceans. It is a small box expansion called Legends of the Deep. And I thought this is really cool. So it's just a bunch of mythical creatures that you're going to draft at the beginning of the game. And you're going to have four. And during the game, you can pay to put a creature into play. And that creature will affect everybody on your side of the table, all your other creatures. But at any time, you can remove that creature and play one of the other creatures mm-hmm. from your hand. So I like that because you can change the strategy of the game. And you don't lose them. And
2: you may want to go back to it. Yep. So As your evolution continues in the ocean, you may say, okay, I'm now going to shift focus because I got eight. Right. Somebody's come over here and they've chowed down on me. Now I need to go back to another type of strategy. Yep. And all these, these creatures are based on mythology from all around the world. The artists are from all around the world very cool cards, very unique concepts on all of them. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is cool. I like this.
0: And Ross told us it doesn't really change the basic rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't. It, so he said the game isn't, there's enough there with it as it is. It just adds these other cards that come into play. Again, it's going to be, a, I say Kickstarter, crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. Because I got to start yeah. using that because there's so many crowdfunding, yep. crowdfunding platforms today. So anyway, look for that. It's going to be a very small box. It won't be a big deal, but I think it could add uh, a lot to the game. After that, we went and got to talk to Day, which is cool, with our with our good buddy Alicia. Mm-hmm. Meeting her for the first time, which was super exciting. Very nice. Very and nice she did an amazing job of a tour. She was like a product tour. Come follow me, she said. And she said, here's the table with this game. Follow me. Here's the table with this game. I'm trying to think of what games kind of stood out on that little tour.
2: Well, you're right. She did an amazing job. We're walking here. She was holding the sign up, so we knew we wouldn't get lost. No, she wasn't doing that. But we kept interrupt. We would see games that we were interested in, and she would stop and talk about them. Like the first one that caught my eye, because I'd heard that mm. it, it's been out, is Canvas.
0: Yeah, I, which
2: I knew nothing about. Okay. So, c- Canvas, you're, you're trying to put a painting together and score victory points. Mm-hmm. That's that's really it. But what is interesting is the Canvas are these clear plastic sleeves that you insert in, and they build a picture. Or It looks like, like Mystic Veil. Vale. Mystic Veil. Vale. Thank you. Yeah. And you're, and that gets your point. And she said, "We just play it just to make the prettiest picture, too." <laughs> and I'm like this, and I was like, "This is this is really a good light game." Mm-hmm. But it turns out that when you're done, it's you feel like you've created a work of art. Right? Yep. So I'm excited. I can't
0: wait for us to get that. They have a new uh, line of games based on Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're lighter games, but there's one based on Stranger Things, one based on. Uh, Squid Game and the one on Ozark. Right, I've watched two of the three. I have not watched Ozark, so it's like in Squid Game, you're playing the. Um, Is it two teams? She said because I've never seen these games. Yeah, what was the first, what was the dumb first game? It's a uh, red light, green light, red light,
2: green. Okay. Yes, yeah, based I don't on know red light green means. Green.
0: Yeah, and Stranger Things, uh, it's like a trader mechanic, a hidden traitor mechanic. They said. Uh so they they showed us that. What else did we get to see? Oh, I was kind of interested in this zombie side rolling right. That was interesting. Yeah, a co-op game where you're working together to kill the zombies. It plays in about an hour, and you have these characters, and you're marking off zones on a map in order to try to encompass and, and kill zombies.
2: There you go. Yeah, it looked kind of cool. Yeah, a cooperative rolling right. And, so think of cartographers. You know but, how you in cartographers? Yeah, but that's you're not first? co-op. I know, but what I'm saying is when you're doing instead of a rolling right, you're filling in various shapes and things yeah. like that. So think of it, trying to do that. Um, we got to see Game Genics, thing that we we're very crazy about their trays.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Ultra Pro is our is our sponsor. Yeah. But Game Genics has some really interesting, and one of them is one of their trays they just announced. It's a tray that has a cover, and then inside of it's a bunch of smaller trays. One is the perfect size for holding cards, and then some uh, other trays that can kind of fit into a little puzzle piece however you want it to. I thought it'd be great for game night for like holding tokens and stuff, but it's also really good for LCGs because uh, they had like Arkham Hara there showing, you know, all the tokens in there along with the deck of cards.
2: Yeah. More to
0: come on that or
2: more to watch on it. Cause there was a few things that I was like, yeah, but if I can't buy the individual, you can put all the pieces, you can figure out how to put them in there and the with various designs, but how are they going to allow you to get the individual small little box, medium box, big square box?
0: Oh, yeah, you mean yeah. buy – yeah, and they said right now they're not going to be off those individually. But I think they're dirt cheap. Oh, they're yeah. like 13 to $15. No not dirt cheap to this kid. Well, but, but you could buy a couple of them, and you could mix and match and get a lot of the smaller boxes into one box from the different pieces.
2: Yeah, then we saw the, the more to come. We I got to see uh, the Scooby-Doo game, but she couldn't oh, really yeah. tell us about that because – I think uh, Come On's going to be carrying that. Mm-hmm. And then we walked over to, finally, to the area where I'm very excited about, and that is the Ticket to Ride area. Yeah. So we got to see the new racing game.
0: Yes. And it just left my mind on what it's called.
2: Mine, too. It was, it's not, it wasn't, uh, we got, we're got. we going to have to look this. Days far. of Wonder. Days of Wonder. It's a Days of Wonder racing game. Racing game. We. I'm going to go demo it. Mm-hmm. So I'll know more about it f- tomorrow, and also three thousand scoundrels. You knew more about that than I do.
0: From our buddy Corey, oh, Corey. Kanetska,
2: yeah. Corey's supposed to be on the show, and we'll go
0: see him. Yeah. So uh, that looks like a really interesting game where you're trying to build up. Uh, a, was it a posse? what did you say it was? You're, you're trying to build up a group of people. <sighs> wow, the D. De- it's late. <laughs> yeah, so, but any here's the thing. Anything from Corey, I will try. Yes. I love that. His designs. Anything from him, I will try. Uh, so that's from his company, Unexpected Games. Then we saw, you have this already, but it's the Ticket to Ride San Francisco. San Francisco, you have more to come on our show on
2: that. Yeah, And we talked about that. And then, of course, she showed us one game that was the, as I'm standing there at Portal's booth, watching everybody walk in, run past, go to Miniature Market, because they want this special game that you got to demo. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. Run off the shelves. She sh- talked a little bit about it
0: before we left out of Asmodee, and that was? Twilight Inscription. Inscription. Which is a roll-and-write, flip and write version of Twilight Imperium. So instead of taking six hours, it's supposed to play take two hours. I got to sit down for a demo. You have four sheets. Each of those basically are effectively each of the X's in a 4X game. You get to explore. You get to expand, exploit, and you get to battle really interesting. You, you flip over an event deck. There's some resources on there. You pick which of those sheets, those four sheets you want to activate. You start marking things off there, like expanding how many plants you can explore, spending resources to upgrade tech, spending resources to make your, increase the number of votes that you have and council votes later on. The battle was really interesting because you had this little grid that you can spend resources in order to draw these shapes on a grid by connecting little dots in that grid. And when a time, when the time comes for a battle, which is when a card flips up telling you it's time to battle, you battle the people to the left and to your right. And you have two grids, one that will reflect the strength to the person to your left and one to the right. You count up the number of dots that you've covered by creating those ships. And that's your strength. Okay. You compare your strength to the person to the left on one grid to the right. And whoever wins, you get like some victory point. You well, no, if you lose, you get minus one victory point, or you get some special bonuses and stuff. So it's very typical roll and Ride-ish, where you're spending resources to unlock things. Those things you unlock can make things better for you down the road. I would need to play it again because it has Did you play Hadrian's Wall? Y- yes, you, you did get to play that. So you remember how No. I, you don't even have to finish it. No. You don't remember much about it. I don't remember, remember right. it was two sheets. There was a lot of marking oh, yeah, going yeah, on. Oh yeah 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 but I don't I remember that I do remember. But you but remember yeah. there was a lot of marking off this, yes. hey, because I get to mark off this, I now get to mark off this over here. Well, that's kind of like what Fleet and um Three
2: Sisters, yeah. all those, yeah.
0: If you played Roll and Rights, it feels very much like a Roll and okay. right. Now the question is, does it feel like Twilight Imperium? I don't know cuz it's been so long since I played Twilight Imperium. I I thought the battle thing was really cool. And then I like the event deck. The event just says, Hey, you got some resources to spend. Sometimes it's a vote. Hey, you're going to have a vote. If it passes, this happens. If it fails, this happens over the course of the game, you've earned votes to spend. You can say, I'm going to vote for this to three votes for this to pass or three votes for this to fail. And you spend those votes. then you have to re earn votes for later votes. Mm -hmm. Whole goal is victory points. Once you work (gasps) work through the entire event deck, whoever has the most victory points wins. Okay. And the designer of the game is the one that taught it, did an amazing job teaching it. And I said, that was really good. I wish I could remember how to do that. He said, you don't have to, because he said, basically, there's a learn to play guide in here. He said, it walks you right through the game. I recommend it tells you how to set up the deck. And it walks you through each of the cards, which kind of opens up the game before you. And he said, before you know it, you're playing the game on your own. Okay. Yeah, so that's Twilight inscription. We may get a copy. I, I, it'd be interesting if our group likes it or not. Mark doesn't like Rolling Rights, but would he like something that's thinky know. like this? I don't know. Mark he's fickle. Yeah, he is. What did you do during that time? Um, I walked around, I looked at things,
2: and then I ended up at Board and Dice, mm-hmm. and we sat down. I sat down with Ola, and she went through with me a um, real quick overview. I mean, real quick, Terracotta Army. Uh-huh. And I looked at her and said, is that all y'all have left of that? And she goes, yes, we'll be sold out before the end of the day. And they were. And they were. Gone. Done. So I was like, wow, way to go. But luckily, I was able to score us so a copy. Cool. So that that's to come. And then we talked about the new game. I spelled it phonetically. Okay. Is it a T game? It's a T game. Okay. Palatum. Okay. But it's with a T-E. Okay. And it's by the two designers from
0: Tassini. Tassini and Oh uh, yes. The guy who does all the solo stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All these games and, and uh you know, Teotihuacan, um Tabanusi, Teknu, uh, yeah. Tekanu, um what was the it was Teknu the one with the uh pyramid? Yep. So in this this one is is lighter. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yep. You pull the ba- dice out of the bag, you roll the dice, you set them up on the uh, the, very, the circle, mm-hmm. based on their value, and the dice color, which match the color of the resources, will tell you which type of resource you like get. Like it already. Dice with different colors and values. There you go. So so if you rolled a pink three, you will get three food. Okay. What's on the opposite side of that uh, three, three? A four. A 4 Mm-hmm. So you can do four actions.
0: Oh, so you either get like, you may get... One action, six resources. There you go. Or six actions, one resource. That's clever. So you always get seven of something.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seven of something. And on the board, you will be able to do various. um, It's telling you which item you will get to do, Mm -hmm. but you'll be able to take various actions. One of the actions is you can move your settler or your wagon. Okay. Okay. And of course, this this stuff can change as they get to the final copy.
0: What What is the meaning of the name? What is it? What Where is it from? Uh, it is from the early
2: uh, European ages. Is it a certain? Was it a, a city or something? No, because like, all the cities are on the board. All the towns are on the board. I need to look it up. I okay. don't remember. Got it. All right. No idea. Sorry. Yep. Um, it's not important to the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. wow, okay. I'm just telling you, you know, I mean, what does what Ted uh, walking mean to somebody? It's just, oh, okay. Okay. okay, there we go. So you got that. So you have various actions you can take, and depending on what you do, like if you move the, the wagon, then you'll be able to claim a token, and one of the actions is to move, and when you move, you may build factory. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, then later you can have a noble visit you, and they can go into your house or factory. She, she used the terms interchangeably, I think it was for the house. Okay. And w- when you do that, the house can have different nobles but only a house must have the same style or person noble. So if I have a green female noble in this house, only green female nobles can go in there. Okay. But it doesn't mean that you have to have green females through all your houses. You can have now a gray male noble in another house. And you're going to get points based on how many nobles you have coming to the house. And then you can have your architect go around. And he's able to build various columns, which can help you build cities. It's very intriguing. But what locked what I locked in on was the dice mechanic. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed, like you, the fact that, all right, I'm going to get X amount of resources. But on the flip side, I'm only going to be able to take. So, so if I need more resources, I'm not going to get as many actions. So are these
0: rolled? These are all rolled at and then you place them around. Oh, I su- I assume it's probably some maybe some dice manipulation. Maybe no, don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, you d- there's no reason to
2: because it's going to give you resources. Is you either get resources or action? Well, well you, you always you
0: get both. This is a combination.
2: Decide. Yeah, you got to decide. I want this resource, but it's only going to give me one resource, but I can get a lot more actions.
0: What's the goal of the game? I think it's
2: oh, it's to get victory points
0: and win. Gotcha. Okay. Cool.
2: So you know that that's the ultimate
0: goal of the game,
2: and this is coming out. Let's see, should be here f- um, late third, fourth, early fourth quarter.
0: Oh, so it's not going to be crowdfunded.
2: Um, she did not say. Okay, or I don't remember. Either one works. Got it. Okay, so be looking for it. There you go. It's coming. It's coming. Um, so that's really all I'm allowed to talk about. Okay we'll just leave that leave there.
0: that there but we got uh, we'll have terracotta army yes that i played actually online during the board and dice online expo or the whatever they called it convention earlier this year so that'd be interesting to see what you think. it has an interesting action selection mechanism too yeah and you
2: know you shouldn't leave me alone with people you know that don't you what'd you do we kind of talked to some games but you know she's from poland so we were talking about poland and we were talking about what she. Uh, you know, various things going on. So, you know, socializing, man. You know
0: me. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Just getting, to know, getting to know people. I actually went by there and and said, you know, hey, did you talk to me? He went, yeah, yeah, it was great. And then uh, Raynor said, here, you want to try a unique piece of candy? And he gave me this candy. And he said, you got to bite into it. So I bit into it. And it was like, uh, it was almost like a Zots, But it was like, well, what is this? And it was licorice. Uh, I do not like I licorice.
2: I don't like it briefly got to talk to philippe mm-hmm. a designer of mandela stones yeah and um briefly he just came by and said hey how are you doing uh appreciated mm-hmm. him he says that you uh, enjoy you guys and i said well <laughs> i love your games yep. mandela stones is one of my favorites so mm-hmm. uh, it was it was a good quick 30 minutes she was back so nice. to
0: back so i get in out of there get, kick me out and then right after that well it's time to load up and head over to lord oh my gosh y'all so we had five large boxes okay this is my stress level, I don't stress, mm-hmm. but my stress level was high. And now, this segment's going to be longer than the other segments because nightly because there's a lot to be told at this point. There's a seven. lot to unpack here. Five large boxes that we've somehow got to get, I don't know, what do you think? It's maybe half a mile. That's probably not even that. Well, It's, it's half a mile. About half a mile yeah. to the restaurant. So now, so, we don't have a car here.
2: No. So, yeah. So meanwhile, Marty's over there sleeping. I'm already up. I'm already on the Sle- iPad w- oh, this morning. This morning. Okay. Yeah. So we're going back it all the way up to this morning. Got it. I'm over here trying to figure out which will be cheaper, Uber XL or me getting a scooter to go to U-Haul to rent a truck mm-hmm. to load all these boxes because need, we need at least a truck or a large Yukon. Yes. That's the only way we're going to get this over yeah. here. Or a large van. Or a large van. Mm-hmm. And so I'm over here going through that. It's, so the stress level is building. I'm like, because I'm, I am not pushing all this all across there. But we couldn't.
0: There's no way. There is no way. We, I mean, we would have needed several carts. And again, how big are these boxes? These boxes were probably uh, two and a half feet long, two and a half by one and a half two by, by two. 12. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And yeah. heavy Ooh. because they each had one of the super nice, big 650 plus count miniature. Market, yeah. Market cases with two games in each case deck, deck and protector deck protector from Ultra Pro. So it makes the box extremely heavy, plus extra boxes of games just to give away. And the games that uh, you brought to give away, I it was just a lot of
2: stuff. And 10,000 knapsack bags.
0: Yeah. Okay. Whew. Ultra Pro gave us bags for us to give away. So we thought, okay, there's only 70 or 80 in here. No, there's like three or 400 in that thing.
2: Uh, there was a ton of them. I was like, holy. So God. we have a lot of bags left there. We have a lot of bags. Left there. Anyway. great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for Miniature Market. Thank you, Ultra Pro, for doing this. We could, It was amazing. The people that showed up could not believe what they were getting. They were very appreciative of it. But that's jumping ahead because meanwhile, while we're in the convention center and we head to lunch, it's pouring down rain. Yep. Stress level jumps up just, sure. just a little bit. Because now we got to do this in the freaking rain. Mm-hmm. And because you look at your weather thing. What's it going through? What's it having? If I, oh, we're at fifty percent, sixty percent of his rain.
0: But as as quite often it's like they don't really know because actually there was no rain. And there was no problem. There was no problem. What did we do to get those boxes over there? It wasn't a it wasn't a U-Haul and it wasn't an Uber.
2: No, it was. We got very very lucky. Mm. So I secure a because I needed a dolly that took some doing. So I got a um, luggage dolly from downstairs. Yep. The guy goes, well, yeah, we'll have it there roughly around 4.30. Mm-hmm. I'm like, roughly? Can we get a little bit more specific? So anyway, we load that thing up. We load up another cart, go down, and there is.
0: Now, a- when the guy delivers the dolly. See, I was not here because I was busy talking to the taxi. Right. So he says, uh, let me load that up for you. I said, well, we're not ready yet. And he said, well, I'm not supposed to leave this in the room. I said, but we're not going to leave for like another five or ten minutes. He said, well. I'll leave it here, but I'm not supposed to do this. I'll just get it when you come downstairs. So luckily he didn't, he didn't give us any grief about that.
2: Right. Okay. And I had told him that.
0: Okay. Anyway. So you're downstairs getting a taxi van.
2: Taxi van. Can your seats go down? That's the first
0: question. Sure.
2: Gentleman from Senegal said, huh? (laughs) I'm like, can your back row go down? I've got big boxes coming down. Can I put them in the back? We can make it work. I'm not getting warm and fuzzy here. Can it work or not? Yes, we will make it work. Okay, fine. So we go down, he takes the seats down, and we have the three taxi drivers
0: helping us yep. load up. And when, w- one taxi driver did not seem very happy. He said, he's going to load that for you and you're going to pay him. I said, w- w- we will pay him, but we'll also help load these because these are heavy. So we were the end at one moving the bike. I wasn't sure what was going on. Obviously they were looking after each other. I totally understand that.
2: I I, I had no problem with that, but I wanted to look at him and say, listen, not that I don't trust you, but I don't trust you. You don't know how these things are loaded and how heavy they are. Yeah.
0: So we ended up putting them into the back of the van and they fit perfectly. We had hardly any space left because we had to sit in there too. Mm -hmm. So we packed up the back We filled up the gap between you and I sitting in the second row with boxes and then we head over. So no problem. We got it loaded, headed over to Old Spaghetti. Uh, We unload it and you say, all right, you stay here on the curb. I'm going to go check out things. I swear I thought you were gone 15 minutes. It was hot. It was humid. I was sweating. I was watching over these boxes like, where is he? Waiting inside
2: for the manager to let me know it's okay to come in before they open. To get set up. Mm. That's what we were waiting on. And she was doing turnover for the night manager. Oh. So, not on me. I'm just waiting on people to come tell me. And she goes, Yes, you can come on in. So, we did that. Some people held the doors for us. We roll all the stuff in. We're being told which tables we can use and which tables we can't use. And yeah, okay. So, we get there. Everything's good. OSF did an amazing
0: job as always. Meantime, uh, our good friend Tim. Tim Varying from A, Thunderworks, Thunderworks Game says, uh, I got some games to give you. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. <laughs> so I said, I appreciate that. I will come and get them. I'm, you're about two blocks from the convention center at this point. Yes. And uh, when we go into the hall, the the first door I can go into, into the exhibit hall, starts you at hall 100. Yes. Aisle. Sorry. Aisle 100. Mm-hmm. There's only 30 aisles in this hall. Way on the other side. They're on number 28. Yes. And not only the number 28, there are 28 at the front of the convention. I, mean, I got, pretty much got to go diagonally from one part of the exhibit hall all the way to the other to get the games he graciously donated, which I totally appreciate, and we love him oh, for that. Yes, Get them back, and by that time, people are coming in the door by the time yes, I get back. By the time you get back, but our good friends
2: Chevy Dodd, Ben, are helping me out, get everything going, getting people checked off.
0: and People come in. People come in. They get a bag. They get the games. They get the case. They pick a sticker of which side they want to promote. Uh, and then they sit down and uh, we begin the event.
2: Great food. We Start rolling some dice, taking some
0: names. Yeah. Each table basically plays a game of strike. Mm-hmm. The winner of each table will proceed to the semifinals. Yes. And then we'll have the finals after that. So the goal was is that. We would have hopefully about an even number of Dyson in Bowl reps and Collegiate Arena reps to play in the semifinals. One semifinal for one group, one semifinal for the other. So we have our meal. Again, the meal is fantastic. Old Spaghetti Factory. You're not going to listen to this, but you did an amazing job. Amazing weight staff. Thank you so much for doing that. So we get to the semifinals, and there are, was it 12? How, how many semifinalists were there? Total 11. 10 or 12? There were 11. That's there are right. There were 11 tables. Of the 11 winners, only three were Dyson in all So this was not looking good. This was not looking good at all. So Tony says, well, fine. I'm going to assign two gladiators in the arena to come to play with those three. I said, well, wait a minute. What if they win? There are no reps in the finals for dice the bowl. He said, "I oh, we'll figure it out. We'll just, we'll just split them up and tell them what they want to do. I said, but people may be passionate about which team they want to play on. I will work it out. So I'm so you,
2: yeah, See, and you're making a to me, it's just like we're here to have fun. Don't worry about it. No,
0: but just, you don't understand. We're gamers and we are oh attached to one side and and we want that side to but that's who we are. That's our nature. Yes, okay. we're we're having fun, but you also want to rep- represent your side and you want it to win. Because once you pick a side, that's that's who you want to be with. Like picking your favorite team. So your team should have been better represented in the semifinals. Okay. But anyway, so I'm over there watching the semifinals and one by one, the dice in the bowl champions lose, leaving two gladiators and arena champions to move on to the finals. And then we move to the finals, obviously for the gladiators the arena, and arena to move from there. So there are four people in, in the, the finals representing gladiators and arena. We can't have this. There needs to be a chance for Dyson to win. There needs to be some tension. Yes.
2: Other than that, the game's over.
0: I don't have to do the finals. So before the game begins, I said, look, I pleaded my case. I just want, I need two of y'all to, mm. to switch sides. You did. To go to the Dyson and the Bowl side and give the Dyson and the Bowl a chance. None of them were having any of that.
2: No, they weren't going to, which surprised me. Yeah. None of them was like, no, I'll do it. I thought somebody would be like, I don't really care. I'll just do it. It was like somebody went up to them. Oh my gosh. And mentioned to them to make sure they made it worth your
0: while. Wait a minute. I don't know who. I don't know who would have done that. Did you do that? Okay, this is the first time hearing this. You let them know?
2: I didn't say that. I simply say, do not falter on your beliefs. Make, if you're going to do that,
0: you make sure they pay. Y'all, I didn't know this. I didn't know this was happening behind my back because I still have degrees in the wheel. I started pulling out some games and I said, look, I'm going to offer this game for somebody to switch sides. No takers. Pull out another game. No takers. Pull out another game. No takers. There were like five games sitting on the table. Nobody was jumping. However, out of the blue, was not expecting this. Mike from Ravensburger is there, a good friend of ours who helped to kind of relaunch strike. He said, here's the deal. He said, We need to have some reps for the other side. Give them a chance. I will give a person who goes to the other side a signed copy of Star Wars Villainous if you do it. And immediately one person went, I'll do it.
2: And that's the only person I approached about not
0: giving up their side. Really? And they were the first to falter. (laughs) Dude, dude a signed copy of star Wars villainous. And I told him, I said, you do realize if you lose in the finals, you get nothing. At least there's a big stack of games here. So they took it and it's like, "Well, man, I'm about run out of games at this point. So I started trying to, I said, I just need one more person. I started offering and offering more. And I, and finally I said, all right, look, here's a whole bag of Thunderworks games, which
2: yeah, here's my, here's my lottery ticket games suddenly are now part of your greasing
0: the wheel. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is happening yeah, here? I was reaching into the pot of the games we were going to give away. Right. <laughs> this is a straight out bribe, y'all. 100% bribe. Once I put that on the table. Especially when you put lockup on it. An, another, yeah, lockup is the one that put it over the, the edge. Lockup put it over the edge. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought I was going to lose all of them. Uh, a, a young lady said, I'll jump. So we have Dice in a Bowl. Two of them versus Gladiators in the arena, and the game begins. And I'm
2: pulling for one person. A good listener,
0: a good friend, Jerry. Yeah, he's awesome. I was pulling hard for him. First one out. The crowd's getting excited, y'all. There were some amazing matches of the bowls being cleared, having to throw in the dice, staying alive. And it was kind of anticlimactic in that the next person out was the other Mm-hmm. gladiators in the arena which means yeah I won we were going to win now they went ahead and played to the end cuz we needed a final champion didn't matter at that point they were both deserved it in 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 my book because for the first time ever Dyson the Bowl represents us for the year so that's what this game is nothing but Dyson a Bowl but I pulled a New York Yankees and basically bought a championship. A championship. Black Sox, Tampa Bay, and
2: Gate. You did everything you could. So so as we do in any game we play, we always put an asterisk on it. And this one's got a big old asterisk <laughs> on it. I'm just like, this is the biggest old butthole thing I've ever seen in my life. The one person I say, don't jump sides, they do it. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so then we, then we hold after the anticlimactic win of dice in the bowl. We, we give all, we raffle off all our prizes. Everybody's there. They, everybody's able to take the extra things from ultra pro.
0: Yeah. So we have a bunch of extra games. We said, just, you know, don't be greedy. Take games. No, we, I'm saying you better be greedy. Yeah. Don't you be better bas- be no, greedy. Don't be greedy. Don't be bashful. Don't be bashful. That's be right. Bashful. Yeah. Cause I mean, Reedy's fine.
2: Yes. So I mean some of the game I mean one probably won As- Ascension. Ascension um Etern- Eternals. Yeah. And two player where they've taken the best of Ascension cards. Mm, that was a good that's a good game. Great game. Everybody was talking about that. Yep. Um the their Lord of the Rice of Lord of the Rice. Lord of the Dice, Lord of the Dice.
0: <laughs> Lord of the Rings Y'all, game. At this point it is now twelve thirty two and way past our bedtime.
2: Lord of the Lord of the Rings games that they have out there. Amazing games. And then, of course, uh, Portal donated some amazing pri- empires. Um, empires. Empires of the North, Imperial settlers, settlers, a Detective. A detective. Um, And then, of course, Thunderworks donated the games we've already talked about. Robinsberger gave us over 30 copies of Echoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Restoration Games. And Restoration gave Games. Gave games, us the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. And I, uh, I can't remember them because I, I basically was – they gave them to us early this morning and I was lugging that box mm-hmm. around. So I really didn't look into it. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Paula. Thank you, Mike. Y'all, thank you,
0: Justin. Thank you, Justin. Intense. So, yeah. and, and thank you to everybody who attended. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you. Uh, we had a couple of special guests we'd mentioned. Blue Peg, Pink Peg, and Man vs. Meeple were there. They helped promote it to their audience. And some of their audience came over because they wanted to see them. I had a couple from Man vs. Meeple come over and want to sit with them. And they said they had a really good time at the end. Uh, several people told us they said hey this is the event i love to attend every year it's always fun mm-hmm. and you know what we we try to make it worthwhile it's a couple hours worth of fun for 25 dollars you get a full meal the the prizes the door prices we gave away probably totaled 50 bucks in value total between a couple games and that mm-hmm. and the uh the case and the sleeves and everything so you definitely work out what your money's worth and hopefully people had a good time over there
2: and probably one of the big hidden things that not many people are going to know about, but our, our guys do are the people who attended is that Robinsberger is giving out through the first 100 people strike.
0: Yep. Oh, on Sunday, on Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. So we let them know that if you don't have a copy of strike, uh, be one of the first hundred people to their booth on Sunday. Of course, this all not matter for, for listening now. Uh, they're gonna you're, you're absolutely a, right. Yeah. Give away a copy strike, which is cool.
2: But everybody I talked to, there was this one group that had never played strike. Mm hmm. And I, I basically told them, all this is, is a game where you're going to be chucking some dice and drinking beer. And they loved it. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They said, well, what happened? Why did we not know about this? Right. I said, because it's not a gamer's game. It's no, just, it's just a fun game. Mm-hmm. So we, we had a big time. So that was it. We then hooked, uh, got to spend time with uh, one of our favorite publishers inside up Connor. Mm-hmm.
0: Connor and his whole gang. And Greg whole and, thing, yep. and
2: Talked forever with them. That's why we're late. That was
0: fun. Yes, it was. It was. It was. Now that it's over, there was a lot of tension. There was a lot of stress to get it, and but once it's done, now you can, we can just rest easy. The rest yeah. of the con's going to be a breeze now. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to schlep anything in. No, I don't have to plan anything. No, it's going to be a piece of cake. We got some amazing people we're going to be meeting with tomorrow. You're going to hear about. We're going to get to play through Mosaic. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. Oh, tomorrow. I forgot yeah. I meant to mention. Yeah, uh, Simon from uh, Forbidden Games. Oh yes, my gosh, he right. gave uh, Lizard. Wizard. Lizard Wizard. A copy of Lizard Wizard. Yep. Forbidden Games. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Or is it Forbidden Island Games?
2: Why do I always get
0: that confused uh, Forbidden Island is a game. It is a game. For Matt Leacock. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why. it's late. It's, it's late, late, y'all. But All anyway, thank you. And also Glenn, Glenn's
2: yep. Glenn's so so excited
0: to get to go see Glenn Driver tomorrow. And and the War of the Ring car uh, yeah. car game demo that you and I are gonna to get to play that I'm super pumped about. Yes. Oh, so anyway, y'all, we got to get to bed. I know this second segment was a little long, but uh, Dyson Bowl, our champions, even though I had to buy it and it, caught, it, it, it. was an expensive, it was I'll very take, expensive. Hey, like I said, the New York Yankees don't care when they spend all those, that money on the free agents. As long as they get that trophy, I'm the same way, baby. Yeah, enjoy your glass in your glory. Now, black <laughs> glass.
2: God, glass <laughs> in your glory. Now. And then we'll just deal with it later. We know who the true champions are. It's three to one. It's three to
0: one. Yes. So there we go. And even though there's an asterisk, I'll still take a one with an asterisk beside it. But uh,
2: that's exactly what uh, Sammy Soda and Mark S- McGuire. Say. Sammy
0: Soda. Is it, who was it? Sosa? Sosa? Sosa.
2: I seriously thought it was Soda. Yeah, it's Sammy Sosa, Sosa and Mark, Mark
0: McGuire. McGuire. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Who are the home yeah, It's always going to be Hank Aaron.
0: That's fair. So while at
2: Gen Con, Ignacy pulled me over to the side and he wanted to make it very clear that I need to do the commercials correctly. I need to make sure I give the correct link. And so in order to do that, he gave me a business card (laughs) and it says Portal Games on it. And thank you for shopping at Portal Games. Okay, you're not shopping yet because I haven't given you the link. That's the important part so here is the link shop portal I can't read this why would they use this font hold on <laughs> good god can't can't do this shop portal. he's really struggling y'all it is look at the font on this okay look hold on why, let me see This comic
0: what the heck dude shopportalgames.com it's shopportalgames.com yes didn't he say it was like PortalGamesUS.com? No, God, that's what he That's nice to stop using that. No, he, he said, said stop using PortalGames.pl slash. slash don't, don't
2: use all that. Just use this one.
0: Yeah, this is like almost like Comic Sans, like you said. ShopPortalGames.com.
2: Portal Games. ShopPortalGames. And be sure to um, head over there. If you didn't get a chance to get Brazil at GenCon. be sure to go over there and get mm-hmm. a reporter in, um, as well as all Gutenberg is out there. That's uh, ShopPortalGames.com. Ignacy, thank you so much for coming and seeing us, and hope you have a safe trip home. Well, he'll be home by the time he hears this. Yeah, he's probably not going to listen to this one, too way too long. Yeah, you ain't kidding.
0: It's Friday night, and nothing blew up out of the refrigerator this morning, so that was a good way to start the day.
2: That was a good day. That was a good day. No deaths. I'm, I'm happy. No deaths. Happened. No, there were no deaths. There were no deaths. We woke up, and we were able to move from... Plugging stuff to a spaghetti factory. So, yeah, good day to
0: start off. A lot less stressful.
2: Oh, yeah. Way Not less easy. stressful. A lot less stressful. I mean,
0: we had to get over there to get a um, play of a Mosaic. Yeah, the new game from OS well, actually it was kickstarted or crown funded mm-hmm. and now it's being delivered. We did a demo. Uh huh. We did. A, was it over a year? It was. I remember it was in the previous McAllisters <laughs> that we played in. So, how long have we been. That's wow.
2: Sad. That's sad that it's we're what, counting our McAllister's here. It's over a
0: year. It's over a year. I, I feel like could, it's over a year. Yeah, we could easily look this up. But yeah, but we're, we're, we don't need t- to. We're, we're too lazy. Um. So, yeah. So, we got to uh, play this again for the, I guess it would be, well, this is the production version. Oh, this is the collector's edition. Yes. Oh, it's gorgeous.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, it is. It is a beautiful game with nice production, big map, the mosaic of the world. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, I don't know if these were still prototype type boards. Oh, but. I don't think so. Okay. This is the collector's. I mean, they had several copies of the collector's edition really? floating around. So, so yeah. Oh, by the way, this is from Forbidden Games. Just make yeah. sure everybody knows mosaic. And, so, I, there, and there's a there was a mosaic colon. And I can't remember what the rest of the title is. I
2: can't either. But this was self serving more than anything. Ah, the reason why I wanted to do the demo first off, Simon does a, supports us. M- amazing that he remembers that you know hey these these guys you know it's amazing that he continues to support us because i mean let, let's face facts especially after i screwed up and couldn't remember how to do railroad tycoon with ignasi uh he called me to the carpet on that oh he said i got a bone to pick with you and i said i know what for and he goes the game is simple to you know and it is it's a you great, talking
0: about when nasi was with this we talked about last yeah, episode yeah. yeah
2: and he's like I said, because I had the expansion with it, and that meant I had to break it all out. It's been a while, and I was just like, it had been a long
0: day, so I gave up. Yeah. So, yes,
2: sue me. So, so I'm glad he was kind enough mm-hmm. to let us come try now, this. You know,
0: what was funny, we started playing this, and this is one of those games to where there's different scoring uh, periods during the game that when you reach a, a card in the deck, it's time to score. And we were playing and playing and playing and playing and playing and playing and playing, and it wasn't happening. No. So Simon said... Something doesn't seem right. And he pulled a Marty and I was like, Oh, the game isn't set correctly and way too many cards are in the deck, <laughs> but he didn't do it. Oh, it was somebody else. Okay. Somebody else. See, okay. So first off, like I said, this was
2: self-serving. This allowed me to relearn the rules and you to relearn the rules. Right. So when we get it back home yep. and we play with Bert and Mark and give, you know, Hey, here's the impression. Then we've at least got that. Got it. A guy came over and asked Simon to go set up two other games to get ready, mm-hmm. and he would set up Mosaic because he knows how to set up Mosaic.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, well, he's that's how he caught on to it. Eventually, it's like he was looking in the boxes going, there should be some extra cards in here, and they must be in the deck, and that's why it was taking an extremely long time for us to hit that first scoring card. And that's important because you're like, Things bogged uh, down. Otherwise, the game bogged down badly, badly because oh, oh. you're not cycling through cards and then you're not getting to score. Here's the thing. The game is really interesting. It's um a lot of different things you can do in your turn. You can build things. You can uh, uh, you can get production. Uh, you can uh, uh, generate a government. You can tax or tariff. You can do technology and you can do one of those on your turn. Yes. A lot of those takes resources. A lot of those things generate resources. Mm-hmm. Trying to get pieces out on the board for the whole goal of influencing or controlling an area which will give you victory points during those scoring periods.
2: Right. And the key to this game is there's no conflict. And when I, There's a lot of keys, but this is the, the yeah. biggest thing. When you go into this game, you're thinking, well, how do I control with influence? Am I going to battle people? Am I going to fight people? There might be some cards because we all had a catapult. Mm-hmm but we never got to see it. And I think that's the other thing I think was wrong with how they got the thing set up was because there may be, I can't wait for us to play it back home. So Simon, we appreciate you taking the time reteaching this to us. We got to play with Mac Thatcher.
0: Yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. You are talking about the conflict It's really interesting because when you sit down and play the game, you can deploy cavalry, and foot soldiers to the field. So you think there will be combat, but they just literally just add to the influence of the region. Right.
2: And, and when you score, so the, so the key thing that people need to know when they play this game is you're going to be placing cities, port cities, towns throughout the board, but whoever has the most influence will be able to score off of your cities.
0: Yeah. So you got to be careful. Don't be throwing cities haphazardly around that somebody else will be able to take advantage of and score off of. And, but if you don't, then you won't be able to expand your empire. Right. Man, you might finish in second place, which gives you a couple extra points. Yeah. So it's one of those things that uh, we need to play again and uh, make sure you set up the decks correctly. Set it up. Yes. Set it up.
2: It is very tedious setup at the beginning. And Simon and I talked about it. He says this is probably the worst part of this game is setting it up. And I understand. So I'll let y'all discover on your own what that is. So we finished that up. Yeah. And then we got to head up to, um, CGE. Is that where we went? No.
0: No. Somebody had to go get fed. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay, yeah. So there was an hour we went out to the food trucks and tried some uh fried chicken and biscuits and apple butter, which was pretty good. So, <laughs> so it was very interesting.
2: And when you tell us biscuits, it was kind of like, it was an Ignacy, another Ignacy It was moment. an
0: Ignacy thing. When you tell a Southern person, up biscuit, wow. When you tell a Southern person, you're going to have a biscuit and an image immediately pops into your head.
2: Yes. Not, not grants from the can, which by the way, I was on our discord channel. People were saying bad things about me for giving him biscuits in the can. Yeah. That's okay. Well, I was too. Go I ahead. know you were. And, but biscuits, when we received these biscuits out of this truck, They were very good, don't get us wrong, but they were not our type of biscuits. They were basically fried donuts
0: to me. Yeah, they were sweet and uh, almost a cake-type donut. Uh, Something like our muffin. Um, Maybe it was more of a muffin, like a sweet muffin. Yeah, but it wasn't like a cornbread muffin.
2: No, it wasn't. So that's why I kept thinking donut. So either way, we ate it.
0: It was good. Apple butter was really good. Apple butter made it. Yeah, and the fried chicken was... Fried chicken. (laughs) chicken. I mean, we come from some really, really good fried chicken places down the south. With the soul food restaurants around our area, and it has some incredible fried chicken. It was
2: definitely not dipped in buttermilk.
0: No, it was not. Because
2: the the skin on it wasn't. I don't like crispy, crispy chicken. Yeah, but I could tell that it was just basically flash fried. Gotcha, I understand. But it was it was fresh, oh hot, right out of the fryer, out of the fryer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were like, "Do you? Want, yeah, let's do this
0: one." So anyway, so after that, we went in and saw CGE, All right? And they got two new games coming out, and the first one is Space Captains. I told Nathan, the gentleman who was showing us these games, I said, "I'm a, I'm now looking for a game where there's something unique," and he was telling us about, "All right, you you've got this uh, thing where you're going to go out and you can explore." You can uh, get and you're trying to fix your ship and you can try to get some victory. points. It all sounded very generic. But what was really cool was the actions that you would take on your turn because you set up a queue of crew members on this cool board. And each crew member has a color that can do something. One can move the ship. One can repair the ship. One can get you technology. And you place these in the queue and on your turn, like the first three or four will slide out of that queue. And those are the actions you can take during your turn. And then they go back to the end of the line of the queue uh, for future turns. Now, what is so important about that is
2: as you queue these up, so you place one, someone else places there as you go around and everybody. So basically it's the worker placement of it, but he caught it like a deck builder. But so what's important is you need to be thinking ahead of how that queue is going to move on future turns, mm-hmm. because there was what three rounds, if I remember correctly.
0: No, I think it was more than that. It's more than that? I'm, okay. I'm picturing the board. I think it was four, four round, or five. Okay. So, yeah. So
2: anyway, so you're queuing it. So you need to be thinking about this because if your if your ship gets damaged because you're going to have to fight pirates, it's it's, it's going to take up some slots. Maybe you got some cargo holds that you need to do. There's all these things that you're going to be able to do. So you need to be thinking how to deal with it and your crew members can be upgraded so they can get even they can do things better right yep Mm -hmm. and you got red shirts so that was important i was i kept waiting for him to go that the red shirts were going to die but they didn't but you do but you can go on away missions and accomplish
0: things it's about the victory points it is about the victory points but what's really cool is on your turn is that action selection mechanic and they said the designer was inspired by deck building games uh, so it almost feels like a deck building style game where you get to use these crew members and then they go back almost like to the bottom of your discard mm-hmm. or draw deck. But you get to set the order in which they go in. So that's where you got to think, okay, right. you know, I'm going to put the blue first, then the red, etc. Well, once you use them, they go back in, right? But the order that, but you, you so you may want to use them in a certain order to make that's sure they're they're pushed in line. So right. that's really cool. That's coming out kind of a mid weight. A game coming out of Essen. Another game coming out of Essen is, now the name just left me. You're
2: talking about um, Deal with the Devil? Deal with
0: the Devil. Yes. He he didn't go down to Georgia. He came to Indianapolis. He he did. And this is a game that was designed by the same person that did Alchemist. Mm. And he said, this is a heavy Euro game that's app-based and has social deduction. And we went, what? And he explained it and went, okay, yep, that's exactly what it
2: is. (laughs) So
0: uh, get to the short of it. He finished
2: and looked at us, and I know he saw four glossed overview eyes. Uh Like, what did you just tell us for the past 15 minutes? Yep. And he admitted it. It's It's going to take a couple of plays to understand and understand how it works and what you need to be doing on your turn. I'll admit, I was like, okay, I'm not understanding all that you're saying. Your mouth is moving, but I'm not understanding it. Mm-hmm.
0: Even though you're you're telling me I'm not grasping it. Yeah. So there, there's really a lot there's going a on in the game, and I don't even know where to begin, so I'm not. But don't. what the really interesting is thing is, is you need four players. Yes. You must have four players. That's it. No more, no less. Two of the players are going to be mortals. One is going to be the devil. One's going to be a cultist. The devil is trying to collect soul pieces.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The mortals start out with souls, but very few resources. But in the game, they might could sell a piece of their soul and get tons of resources, which they might could use to generate maybe some victory points later on down the road. The cultist is kind of in the middle. He kind of wants the devil to get uh, some souls, but uh, he's also somewhat mortal himself. But everybody's role is secret, And there's this concept of doing trades where you may put up, hey, I need this type of resource or this type of resource. And everybody has this container that they can put some bits and pieces into. And there's a QR code on the back. And that's where the app comes into play. Uh, You're going to collect all these things and you're going to scan the QR code on these uh, containers, these closed containers. You can't see what's in them or or who had them. And it will tell you, okay, give this container to this person, give this container to this person. And it makes sure that you don't get your own back. And then in there, you can take the trades that are in there. You collect all the containers again, mix them up, and the app will tell you, okay, this container should go back to, you know, the original person that has the container, they will get it, etc. cetera. So that's what the app is handling for you. Yes.
2: When we're sitting there, it's like, well, we're not negotiating. No, you're not negotiating. You're not doing anything. You're simply just putting in, and the app is going to tell you who gets what. Mm-hmm. And the app may
0: – you may get something and not like it. Yeah, you may open and get nothing. That's what I'm really curious to see how that works because it's like I may need glass. I think that was one of the resources. I need glass really bad, and the app may give me one. And somebody may have put glass in their thing, but I might not get that container that has the glass.
2: Yeah. We, this this is one of these ones – this is where he's talking, and I'm like, how how – like you, how's this going to work? I don't know. So we need to see this. You got to have four. Luckily, our game group is four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we will we will give this a try. He said he definitely knows this is a niche game. Mm-hmm. This is a heavy Euro that uses the app for four players only. We'll see if he picks us to get it. He said that he's going to give very few copies out because he wants to make sure that people that get it will play it. Likely, like you said, we do have the right game group for this. Yes. Yeah. So and we also you got the expansion for Galaxy Trucker that we need to try out. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was our time with uh, CGE. Uh, we went and saw Catalyst Game Labs, who is now uh have the game Leviathan's, which is the airship games that you and I played back at Origins many, many, many years ago that's now currently on Kickstarter. We got an overview of the game, kind of a refresher course, and the game I think mechanically is just still as cool as ever of how you move your ships and especially the combat. Yes. I still have a problem with something. What's that?
2: Strategically, when a ship is, I know, you got your broadside cannons firing and they're all firing. I understand that. But when you're trying to hit a smaller target, when you're trying to hit a dot, how is how is that better? I just—it it was. It, just, you, it, you're, you're giving an example of something that nobody understands what you're okay, talking so, about. So you got a ship coming right at you. Think of a submarine going against a battleship. To to your is it your port
0: side or your starboard side? It, it left to, right. your broad side. to your broadside. To your broadside. So if a submarine is coming straight at a ship. Why submarine? Make it something on top. Because of that because most
2: people know understand that a submarine, the torpedoes come out the front. Right? Yes.
0: Yeah. Well okay. but these aren't but this I'm not is, saying these are, but um, a,
2: they're not the, I'm just saying to for this example, you've got a ship, a battleship that's crossing in front of you. Mm-hmm and you fire your torpedoes as a submarine, mm-hmm. you are going you. You have a better chance of hitting it if and into its broadside.
0: Yes, I agree. But what he was saying was, what happens if a battleship is coming towards another battleship? The better guns are on the side, and there's more armor on the side, but I see your point. The people who are shooting from the broadside do have, have a smaller, smaller target, target to hit. They have a tiny little but target. Supposedly, but the way they got to set up the armor on the front of the ship is anyway it's kind of cool you just look (laughs) at you collect all these dice it tells you hey you have crew get this red dice you have this if you're within five meters get this color dice you roll you compare some strengths and then it'll tell you which part of the ship that you damage on the other side anyway there's an overview on the kickstarter i think it looks really cool it's not going to come out to the end of 2023 uh, but it is currently out there now and i can't wait to play it again because i think leviathan is a really cool game
2: yeah. And he told us about, you know, you will have Fog of War with the clouds and things like that. So I'm excited
0: about that. Biggest thing I've been looking forward to is we got to sit down and play the War of the Ring card game demo. And we sat down with Robert from Ares, a very gracious person, sat down and taught us the game. This is based on the War of the Ring board game. I've only played once. I will say personally, just from that one time, it's not exactly analogous the board game, but the concept is there's a party that's a fellowship trying to go through nine sites and Mordor and the allies of Mordor are trying to keep you from getting there and possibly having some battles with you and stealing some, uh, battles in the field. (laughs) But Tony, in the end, it comes down to victory points.
2: Yep. That's it. That's all there is to it. Who's got the most victory points and the way you get the victory points depends on it. If you secure your battlefield or the path uh, for the fellowship, so it can be played two-player, four-player, three-player. I mean, it cannot be
0: played one-player. It'd be kind of boring. Well, you could play it one-player. I could see where it'd be boring. And we played four-player, which was cool, because I I played the Mordor allies. Uh, My partner played Mordor, and you played two factions, the elves and... And the men. Okay. And then uh, Robert played the hobbits Hobbits. and the wizards. And the wizards. Yep. And the wizard. Yeah. So... Uh, on your turn, you got one of several actions. Now, this is the cool part. When you play a card, you discard a card, mm-hmm. essentially. From your hand. Yeah, from your hand. So to play a card, you have to have a card to discard. Mm-hmm. One thing you can do is play a card into reserve, like a character or something that's maybe not being used yet. And in future turn, one of your actions is to move a card from reserve out onto either the path or onto the battlefield. After he gets over his summoning sickness. He does have summoning
2: sickness. Good call. Okay, that's very important because when you play them to reserve, there's special effects that may come into play, like draw cards or do this, whatever. But they cannot go to the path, nor can they go to the battlefield until the next turn. Until the next turn, yeah. yeah. You have to, you have to keep that in mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what was some other things you can do? Um, you can, you can you can freely just discard a card, or like, what was the term called? Um, not reserve. Oh, uh, what was the term? Uh, when you put the card in the discard pile, but there was a term for that.
2: Oh, oh, now, now I'm thinking of the other term.
0: Oh, why did you're you think of the term forsaken? I know I what you're thinking, thinking yes. of. Oh, you're, you're, oh, oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Anyway, you can, you can do that on purpose if you want oh to, because here's the thing. This discard pile will eventually be shuffled and become your draw deck again. Hmm. What's interesting though, is, is after everybody's played all their cards, number one, you nothing you do is pass. If you have two cards or less, Typically you can break those rules, then you can just pass. And if everybody consecutively passes, you resolve the battle. There's a battle on the battlefield. Whoever wins the battle, you count up the strengths, will get that battlefield card, which has victory points. The other thing is the path. This is cool. If you're the freeze players and you have more strength than the freeze than the uh Mordor or the Freeze people, freeze. Are you saying freeze? F F R E E S. Freeze people, is that what they called them in the books? Oh, okay. I would never,
2: I I don't know. I would call them just the free people.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's late. Okay. <laughs> so, so if they have higher strength than uh, Mordor, they get that path card, which also has a victory point value mm-hmm. on it. But if the strength of Mordor is higher, they score points that are equal to the difference between their strength and And the freeze people strength.
2: There's some, the ending conditions. uh, The biggest one is if you go all the way to path nine, Mm -hmm. then the game ends. Sum it up. Most points wins. Most points wins. But when you're battling, it's not like you battle and your players come back with wounds. This is the part that I think you weren't crazy about, but I guess you just have to get used to. Well, I need to understand it. It needs to be more strategic. After a battle, the players are wiped from the game forsaken they're gone they're out of here they're expelled. they're eliminated they're i'm eliminated. just going to use the term robert used yeah that's fine so my cards were saying forsaken but that's okay he said
0: when you he said when you forsake something when you, you what you, you have you to you eliminate do, it from a the card game. from either your reserve pile your That other pile, the discard pile, which is not called discard pile or your draw pile. No, you
2: can't go. It's either from your reserves or from your front
0: line or from the top of your deck. Oh, I thought you could also do it from the other one. Okay. All right. So my bad. Anyway, what's weird is you get Aragorn into play. Yes. You assign him to a battle. Battle resolves. Boom. He's out of the game.
2: And if I didn't have Strider out,
0: that card's now gone for me too. Right. So that is really interesting of when do you want to commit characters to the field for combat because they will be gone and it's it, this is the part where they say they have it has a war of the ring board game feel is the Mordor side gets to draw way more cards each round than what the other people do so we always have more access to resources but it didn't seem to hurt because actually you guys won oh well, we did well we didn't go the full nine rounds well, we didn't but it was tight Yes. It was extremely... you. We, it was very tough for us but to get, I'm even on, though we had more cards in our hand to play with.
2: But I think y'all would have because at the end, for, and this is where the learning of the game comes in, I had no more people because even the people in reserve, they can only go to certain paths or they can only go to certain battles as long as they meet the conditions, either the elves or the wizards. there's are symbols on the cards that allow you to know when and where they can go. So that's, that's something you have to keep in mind. Like I had... Um, Liv Tyler out there. Okay. Harwin. Harwin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She could only show up on, on path three. Well, path three had gone past by the time I got Liv. Gotcha. All right. Yep. So she's now, but she did give Aragorn the ability to buff up. Mm -hmm. So that's, that was important. So whenever I had got, finally got Aragorn out, then I was able Aragorn, Aragorn, Aragorn. Oh, it was G O -O R N. Okay. We're going to Google that freeze people freeze people so anyway i was like okay so you need to keep that in mind that's all part of this game that only certain ones can go to certain paths can only do certain battles that oh that's key.
0: interesting. i forgot about that that part is cool though
2: yeah i mean it's very strategic from yeah. that
0: standpoint there's some you're, characters that won't show up till later on in the past because they didn't That was they there? the ints don't come into like path five or six
2: right fair Mirror for me didn't show up until seven so I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, this is good to know. I need to plan accordingly for this Boromir. He immediately died for me. That was, that was very thematic. So a bunch of arrows to him. And, and I think it'll be very interesting for a two player game because each deck is 30. And when you combine them, it's going to be
0: up to 60. Okay. I'm putting the S in the wrong place. It's free peoples. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Freeze, people. It's free peoples. Y'all, it's late. Oh, okay. I am so sorry. So somebody's getting ready. Somebody was already typing the email. Five dollar, five dollar, five dollar. Oh, he caught it. Free peoples. The free peoples. Yeah. So this c- game is currently on pre-order. What What do you think? You
2: You. Well, it's Lord of the Rings, so I'm going to enjoy it regardless. Mm-hmm. I would be more. I want to know
0: what two players. Two players, so you play all of one side or all the other. And in three player, what which one was it? Somebody plays Mordor and Mordor allies together. Yes. Okay. And then the other two cards are split.
2: I enjoyed playing it. I enjoyed seeing some of the, the ways of doing the my group that I got to play, I was forsaking, expelling, eliminating these cards from the game. And I was like, okay, that was very costly. Because in order for me to play a card, I had to already discard a card, and then I to use it, I had to then forsake these cards to get other actions. I was like, "Dang, my forsake was bigger than my normal draw pile with my discard." So it was. It's. It is a very interesting game from a resource management, which is your card in, mm-hmm. which you said is a very much like Marvel, and I haven't played Marvel in forever.
0: Yeah. Well, no. I said it's like Marvel Champions if the cost to play a card was one. Okay. Because you discard cards from your hand based on the cost of the card. I said it's like every card is value one and you must discard a card to um to okay. do that. So yeah, pre-order now, it comes out later this year, excited about that. Now, of course, during this entire time, I had just been contacted by my son that my or septic alarm was going off, I meaning there was a high-level alarm going off in my septic tank, which now I'm freaking out because I don't want sewage spilling all over the tank. So during all this, I'm trying to text him, hey, take the lid off the cover, is the pump running, go check the circuit breaker, uh, is, the, is the float working, put it in auto, put it in manual, he said it's running. Is there water pumping? No. My dad goes over there. He looks at the distribution box. Come to find out water's not pumping out of the pump. And it's not all night long. We've been trying to get somebody to come out there and look at it tomorrow, but it's going to cost a fortune, like at a big service fee if it's on Saturday. So now instead, someone's going to come on Monday, and the boys just aren't going to use a lot of water, but go out there and keep an eye on it to make sure it's not going to overfill, and then go to my parents to take a shower. So all this has been going on the entire night, and especially during the demo. And I'm sure Robert's like, why does he keep being on his phone? I just apologize well, profusely. Yeah. It's,
2: it's home a emergency. Thing, and it's a good thing that they're boys also. They can go outside.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. So on the way back, we are like, what are we going to do tonight? What are we going to do tonight? And, I, and I'm just frazzled. And we're walking up to our hotel. And right across from our hotel is Victory Field, which is home of the Indianapolis Indians baseball team. And I said, want to go to a baseball game? And you went, like, sure. Yeah. So we did. We went over there. We bought a couple tickets, got a couple hot dogs. Got three for me. Yep. Some uh, pretzel bites and some popcorns. That was some.
2: interesting. Instead of French fries, pretzel bites. Pretzel bites with cheese. You yeah. didn't get the cheese, but I the cheese the was cheese. good. Well, the cheese were $1.30 more. I'm like, get
0: out of here. Oh, I didn't been...
2: realize that. He just. Uh, you want cheese? Well, sure. I didn't ask how much it was. Uh, well, I, I'm, well, I'm already free. Oh, my God. I'm going to get two hot dogs, pretzel bites, and a <laughs> big souvenir cup drink with no ice. That's going to be $20. I'm like, well, I'd been paying that anyway at a dinner. So yeah, why yeah. not? But then, oh, so disappointing. We turn around. or we, we're, <laughs> we're putting condiments on our dogs. And there's this lady. And she has this humongous footlong hot dog. And we're like, where did you get that? Because I won't take this back. Yeah, And it's this local. Um, they raise charity money. And they've got footlong hot dogs. They've got Polish sausages. So here I am texting Ignacy, irritating him, saying, you should have come, even though he hates baseball. You should have come, because we have the food for you. Mm-hmm.
0: So I got one of their Polish sausages. I couldn't help myself. And I got the unlimited, the, the bottomless bucket of popcorn, which can, that's amazing. You can bring that back every game and get it refilled, because I just love popcorn. So I we ate through that, and I got it filled on the way out, so now i have popcorn to munch on for the next couple of days. So it only cost you $12 tomorrow night.
2: Because they'll be playing again, you can get filled seats. Ah, I see what you're saying. twelve, and you can get that popcorn. You can sit out in the field and eat popcorn.
0: But I must say, I enjoyed sitting out there tonight. The yeah. weather was amazing. Just sitting there, chit chatting, watching the ball game—that was nice. Oh yeah. After, after being in a hall full of you know thousands of people wearing a mask and all day long, it was nice just to be outside, and get some fresh air. Yeah, it was wide
2: open, big breeze blowing yep. on us. It was cool. We were made sure we got in the right side. So, yeah, and there we didn't stay for fireworks, needed to get back to the hotel because we thought we were going to do something, need to call the wife and everything. I'm like, I'm fine, I don't need to see some fireworks.
0: Well, honestly, I
2: heard them just a second, they only lasted like five minutes and they were done, so really? it wasn't a very oh, wow. big show. I was watching the traffic while I was talking to my wife, it's like a zoo out there. I'm like, holy cow! But anyway, that was day number is this? Well, we've been here for three days. You didn't tell them the most embarrassing thing that happened. Oh, I'll let you do that. There was a water fountain issue. So I'm sitting there. So first off, <laughs> we are so pathetic. Anyway, we, we are leaving the vendor hall, and State Farm Insurance has a booth set up. Marty needs a water bottle. So all we got to do is answer a questionnaire, and we get a free gift. Mm-hmm. I've been borrowing Marty's hand sanitizer. So I get hand sanitizer, and he gets a water bottle. So we go, and we see a water filling station. He, he goes, he's filling it up. He turns back to me and goes, it's hot. And I go, so what? It's no big deal. So I go over there and I'm going, I'm like, it's not hot. It's boiling. Like you could make coffee with it. It, was, it was weird. It was, it was like for tea. I'm like, oh my heavens so anyway so we go back in we we meet with off-duty ninja care from off-duty ninja
0: oh yeah that was really nice meeting her we got to see some stuff that's gonna be coming out some new kickstarter stuff like terraforming mars dice game which is a very very light game Head it, warning it's a very light like family style game
2: very light game sat down with uh john d john d you bob was talking about from tantrum comp <laughs> oh melissa and kevin melissa and kevin were mm-hmm. there and they were going over things and and she, and Carol uh, is going over some of the Kickstarters that are coming out because Tantrum Com does you know upcoming Kickstarter. Tantrum House. Tantrum House. Tantrum Com. Their, their con's called their Tantrum con, con. That's right. Tantrum House does this upcoming you know Kickstarter videos that you can all go, all go check it out on YouTube. And she, he was getting the schedule for that.
0: So anyway, we were there. So as we're leaving, by the way, uh, the so I took the uh, the survey too. And you and got your water. Got bottle. the water bottle. And as I'm sitting there, I'm like. Man, this thing just keeps sweating. No, there was a hole in the bottom of it and it was just dripping constantly the whole time. I'm like Did you get it replaced? No, I just threw it away. Well, you can fill out a survey tomorrow. <laughs> Use a different email. I know. It, it, anyway, so I just chunked it. But so but I knew it was leaking because the hot water I dumped out because I actually found a refilling station for and I got it filled at that point which I said, Tony, there's a refilling station over here. So I walk over there to the refilling station. I'm going to pour out the hot water
2: and I'm standing there and I open it and the bottle f- flips out of my hand <laughs> and water goes everywhere down the front of my britches. And Marty's like, I got to take a picture of that. I'm all thank you. It's on Twitter. It looks
0: like I peed all over myself. Yeah, Go look on Twitter. Oh, Go back goodness. to uh, what's the day's date. Uh, go back to the, uh, August 5th and, uh, look at some pictures from there. You'll yeah. see it.
2: Dan King got to enjoy a great pop tart. He was very appreciative mm-hmm. of that. So I'm yeah. glad he got that. But other than that, that's it. That's the day. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: Except I just found out that, uh, Paula Deming, uh, who was from Charlotte and you see her all over the place on, on, she's got a Twitch channel doing videos and stuff. She's just buzzed us says she's ever coming over to the, to, uh, here And maybe play a game or something. But I'm excited to see her because we're going to give her some Bojangle seasoning from back home. Are we taking, you refilled your popcorn from from Victory
2: Field. Are you going to take that
0: down? I will take that down and offer it to her. And maybe take Touring Machine and maybe we can try that. Oh, if she hasn't already played it. Maybe she can teach us. That's what I'm hoping for. So that is Friday night. And uh, tomorrow, the final day. And our final recording tomorrow night. We're not going to record Sunday night. We'll be home. Okay. And I'll be stressing out over getting the septic tanks fixed. Okay. I understand. Hey, everybody. I just noticed on miniaturemarket.com, they've already put up pre order Gen Con games. So these games that are announced here and coming out soon, you can go ahead and get on there and start pre-ordering them now. And they're dirt cheap. Okay, not dirt cheap, but they're inexpensive, way less than MSRP. A lot of them are popping up. A lot of the games that we've sold and talked about are already up there for pre-order. So make sure if you want to get all the Gen Con hotness, head over to miniaturemarket.com. Check out their pre-order section. Order up today. And don't forget, throw enough in there to get that card over $100 and get free shipping. Tell them Marty and Tony sent you. Head over to miniaturemarket.com. Saturday night. Saturday night. Okay. Bay City Rollers.
2: Yes, it was. <laughs>
0: right, Which is not- where where our discussion will begin because it's not the morning of Saturday that we begin our discussion. It's early morning of Saturday because last night after our recording, we went downstairs and met Paula Deming.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you
0: may know her from a YouTube channel, uh, was it things get dicey and, uh, Sam who was with there from Lord of the boards, which is really cool seeing him in person for the first time. And I played some online games with him and stuff. You know how all these
2: celebs, they, they don't look the same when you see them in person. Sure. And that's Paula. I'm like, yeah, you're Paula. I see that now, you know? Okay. So I was like, well, that's cool. And it was just hometown girl.
0: Yeah, it was. So for those who don't know, uh, Paula is from Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where we're from. So we gave her some uh, Bojangles seasoning mm-hmm. uh, to take back with her to California so she could season her fries with it. She was super excited about yes, it. Yes, she was. Put it on chicken and fries, so it was like uh, just a reminder of where she grew up.
2: That's right. She was so funny. She was extremely late, which brings us to why we played games till one thirty in the morning, which I'm I'm proud of you. I thought for sure your head was going to be on that table. Why me? Because I, I stay up till midnight every night.
0: Oh, okay. Well, the thing is, though, the the game we stayed up playing late probably wasn't the best game to be doing, and that was the new game from Ashet. Ah, that was Danny from
1: Ashet ah, Board Games,
0: who we got to record that. How to say the company name today? So, anytime we have to say that name, we will use her recording. And we had an interview with her today, so you'll be hearing Danny a lot. Turing machine, which is one of the hot games from uh, Gen Con, which was designed by the same team that did uh, Decrypto. Mm-hmm. And this is a straight competitive deduction game. Whole goal of the game is to guess a three-digit code. The digits range from one to five. Yes.
2: Unless you play harder puzzles, then the code becomes, it can go. Starts at three.
0: Oh, I didn't realize it went up from, oh my gosh. That's
2: why, That's why on the so the machine, the Turing machine, hmm has A B C D E F, so you can have up to six. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Yeah, so you can have up to six codes numbers to break. You are you are trying to break Enigma.
0: And how that is done is you are for the very simple puzzles. You have four clues about the number, and you will guess a number, hypothesize a number, and then test to see whether. The condition of some of those clues, the easiest, honestly, one to answer is like, there was one that said the number of threes in this clue. Yes. And what you do is you guess a number, let's say the number one, two, three, and you have these punch cards that you actually pull out, uh, and you pull out a one, a two and a three to create the number and you lay them on top of each other. And then there's a clue card that you then put that over. And there's a little open box that will either have an X or a check hmm If you see a check and your clue was one, one two, two, three, three. Mm-hmm. that means that there is one three in that number. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the last digit, nope. but there's just one three. If you add an X, it means okay, there's not just one three. There could be two threes, three threes, or no threes. Right. Uh-huh. And then
2: so then you take that information to help you deduce what your next guess is. But in the meantime, so you're trying to you get so in this game, you're allowed to verify your number against three possible conditions. There's yes, four out there, but you may only verify against three, mm-hmm. and it will tell you if you're right or wrong. It is. It's hard to describe because the num the numbers are also associated with either a, a shape, color, and that's very important because the clues are dealing with shapes and, and colors like. Like the yellow or square, this one says, oh, and the yellow number, square, whatever, is odd, or is it
0: even? And you have to figure that one out. And it's just... And the triangle is always the first digit, the square is the second digit, and the circle is the third digit. So there's these lot of convoluted ways to look at the clue itself or your guess, Mm -hmm. whether it be represented by shapes or numbers. Right. So is the square
2: larger than the other two. Yeah right? or, or is yellow larger than blue and purple?
0: So prime example, the square would be larger than the other two. Let's say you had a number one, four three. or the square number is larger than the one and the three. you would check that and you have a little check showing yep, it is. That doesn't necessarily mean the one that you guessed is correct. It's just that that middle number is greater than the other two. Well, Everybody sitting here thinking, well, yeah, of course, four is larger than
2: one and three. True, so it's so five. five. <laughs> the number can go up to, and the numbers can range one through five. Yep. You got to figure this out, and we said this multiple times. It really, can, I mean, the easy puzzles what we got pretty quickly, but I think a lot of it
0: has to do with how well your first guess goes based on the information you are seeing on the board. If you play the game Wordle. Anybody who plays the game Wordle knows that lots of times that first guess for that word can really help you out. But you have clues in this, unlike in Wordle. Correct. You have nothing. Correct. So it's just strictly guessing at that point. Again, so we went through three puzzles of that. It hurt the brain. It's really amazing how it stretches your brain to think a little differently. And here's the thing. A wrong answer is useful information. Yes. Or if... If it lets you know it's like this is incorrect, that is useful information for a future guess.
2: Right. So I, I can't for the harder puzzle because these were the easy puzzles. I'd be interested to see what the qualifiers are for the numbers. What yeah. kind of
0: convoluted sequence you need to validate? And here's the thing: is they have a bunch of puzzles in the book that you can use, but you can go online where. Seven million? It was a ridiculous amount online that you can go. So you'll never finish this game. You'll no. never see every single puzzle that's available no, out there because most of them are online. So Touring Machine is a hit. It was selling out every day. And that is available from?
1: I shut board games.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Danny. <laughs> so we finally came back to the room, went to bed, got up, and went to talk to some more vendors.
2: Did you hear my alarm this morning?
0: Did not. Did not. Okay, so you heard me get up? Uh, no, I just happened to wake up and saw that heard that you were in the shower. Okay, I
2: was just kind of curious about that because it startled me because it was gray, dark, and I made sure all the blinds were pulled so sure. we didn't have sun put coming in because it was so late. I wanted to make sure we slept. So okay, I was just curious.
0: Yeah, we uh, whew, it was a, it was a late night, but we had a busy day today. It was our final day of meetings.
2: Okay, I would agree with that. It was
0: busy, and the first meeting was with. Well, the first meeting was to get the carts. Okay. These oh, carts. that's right. It wasn't the first. Oh, man. All the days are running together. Yes, go ahead. So so
2: we had to, we had borrowed the carts for the Thursday night strike, and we needed to take them back to the booths we borrowed them from, and because we got started late, we had to bo- um, get flying through the halls, and we knew it was Saturday, but we got that handled And except for the bags, and then... As we were walking along, we were handing out bags to people. All right. Um,
0: Is it, just people just racing up and down the race of the roads outside of our hotel? It's always been
2: it – well, when we – dinner tonight, we, we were able to have dinner with Mr. Bonacore – but he was mentioning that people like to hear their engines in these echoing towns.
0: It's ridiculous. so if y'all, I don't know if y'all are hearing that in the background, if you are, that's what it is. We're on the fourth floor of a hotel and it's just Mm -hmm. really loud. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So anyway, we,
2: we make it over there. Um, but we had an an early morning meeting that we set up late at night and that was to go over to the Osprey (gasps) booth to meet with Mr. Thompson, David Thompson, David Thompson, you know, one of our favorite designers,
0: and of course, and and undaunted, undaunted Stalingrad. He was showing us uh, what was different about this game. Initially, this game was going to be a legacy game.
2: It was the original what Osprey wanted. Yes, to was do. a
0: legacy game, and they changed their mind over time. Yeah. And he said he was really thankful for that because he didn't want like a legacy where it's a play once and never play again. He and Trevor were not up for that. Right. The other designer game, Trevor Benjamin. Trevor
2: Benjamin. They they weren't up for that, but they've circled back to it. Well, I asked him. I said so. Undaunted Stalingrad. And so what part of the history was this? I know mm-hmm. about Russia. And we've talked about 1941 race to Moscow previous episodes. And he goes, you've played Pavlov's house. And I said, yeah. And he's like, that's the time period. Cause that's important for yeah. his, his, his yeah. games.
0: And then he told us, he said, well, what the map is, is an area, a small section of Stalingrad. And he was showing us with each scenario. It says, you know, the tiles that you're setting up is a small scenario, um, or section of Stalingrad. And he said there was over a hundred tiles in this game. Mm-hmm. This is a big box. It's a standalone. Don't So yeah, first it, off,
2: it's not an expansion to Undaunted, yep. North Africa, or um, Normandy. No.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, it's a standalone. Each scenario, you're going to set up basically what looks like a section of the city. But what is really interesting is the Germans now have bombers. And when they bomb a tile, it is permanently damaged for future campaigns. And he has a very clever way of, I says, like, for example, okay, this scenario uses tile 301A. If tile 301A gets bombed, it's replaced with 301B. Hmm. And what you do is you take 301A and they have a separate box for damaged tiles that you put it in so that you remember anytime in the future when there's a campaign that uses 301, you'll pull from another box that's still valid tiles and it'll be 301B, which is slightly damaged and they could be damaged even one more time where vehicles can go over. So if there was a tile, it was like no tanks can go on this because there's a building there. It gets bombed a couple times. Well, guess what? Now a tank can roll through there.
2: Yes. So that's part of it. I don't want to call it legacy.
0: Just campaign
2: game. It's a campaign uh, game, um,
0: game. Persistent, it's not legacy. Yeah, so it's a
2: campaign game.
0: It is, yeah. Because
2: each player has a scenario book. Mm-hmm. And that was very interesting. We'll come back to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the other thing is, so we think about the soldiers in this game, mm-hmm. and David told us, hey, by the way, in this game, soldiers can be promoted. Excellent. So they become stronger. Mm-hmm. Soldiers die in battle. They mm-hmm.
0: can also die. And then they're out of the game. And they're replaced with more basic units. Mm-hmm. Who aren't as good. Right. Because they haven't been trained as well. Right. So
2: that's all part of the there is your system. Tiles are changing. Soldiers are being promoted. Soldiers are dying. They're getting replacement with not so strong. And then as you move on throughout the scenarios, you carry that forward.
0: Yeah. And he said one of the hardest things was if there was like, let's say the the Russians were running over and over and over again, and the German player was losing their soldiers and stuff, getting replaced by weaker that eventually over time, it's like, well, then how do you come back? He said, well, they design into the scenarios. They said they know that what you do is after you're done. It's like who won and based on who won that, then they'll tell you what scenario to set up next. And so they can kind of track, they kind of tracked, okay, how well everybody's doing. And he said, we can put in some rubber banding mm-hmm. where you can have some sort of catch up mechanics for maybe this side keeps losing over and over. Well, maybe we'll give them some, some beefier soldiers to beef back up their army so they can give them a, a fighting chance.
2: So speaking of the scenario books and the rubber banding, the scenario books, it- they are in the perspective of what either the Russian or German player is seeing. So you are reading a scenario book from the Russian point of view or from the German point of view. It's not generic mm-hmm. and what they were having to deal with. Right. So that will, I found that very intriguing.
0: Well, oh, what about replayability? What about replayability? Well, Marty, what about replayability? Well, it's 100% replayable because again, nothing is damaged or changed or anything. And when you're done, maybe you switch sides or because after every scenario the whoever wins will determine the next scenario maybe tiles are damaged differently from every single game and there's like 13 was 13 to 15 scenarios that you play through for the complete campaign so i'm super excited about it oh yeah it's definitely one of those things that you'll want to sit down with a friend and play through several sessions and complete the game and everything so yeah that that was that was great amazing job and of course we have was it uh, the next expansion I already announced? Is it Battle of Britain? Battle of Britain, yeah. Yeah, which is going to be air combat, which is going to be sweet. And so he told us November 2022. For Stalingrad, yes. For
2: Stalingrad. And then while we're sitting there, of course, we're looking at the Osprey Booth, seeing what all they have going on. And notice that uh, David told us Crescent Moon sold out Thursday. Mm-hmm. That was their rush, so it yep. did really well. And then um, Imperium Classics sold out. Mm, yep. So that's what we talked about that one. That's and they're showing
0: one. off village rails, which we're excited to see.
2: Yeah. And it had it sold out, but you said they didn't make it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that confused me, but that's, that's all right. So anyway, that was the Osprey booth this morning. From there, we have to rush over to
0: the ultra pro booth and do our due diligence. Yeah. Our meet and greet for three hours. So for 10 hours and 10 to one, we're sitting there talking to people and thanks to everybody who came by, they were sporting their RDTN shirt. We gave away some moon pies. We took some pictures. Ultra Pro was like, "Whoa, people are actually coming by to see I y'all." Know, what's going on? Cool. Cool. <laughs> I, I think they were kind of surprised by, "Oh, well, look, people are coming to see these guys." They gave us a copy of Ascension Tactics, which we punched and right as, as we got there. Uh, two people who are oh, listen to the that's show. So embarrassing. I came by and said, "Hey, we like to play," and we said, "Okay, let's sit down and play." And it was just people were coming up and wanting to talk and everything. And they're probably like, Oh, would you guys just sit down and and teach us the rules? And of course, Tony had to refresh himself on the rules Uh, to relearn the rules. They probably regretted sitting there for a lot longer than what they probably needed to. I know I would have.
2: And it's one of those things like, I know the basis behind the game. I could remember power and ruins or as Another group I was played with later, the red and white and what it took to, to activate but there were just those little things like terrain and battling. What? How did all that go? And there were some rules, but you know what? You got the feel for the game. Mm-hmm. But shoot, hey, even the, the, the demo person, You know, we asked her a question. She goes, no, you don't have to spend power. Uh Oh, yeah, you do.
0: Not spend power to activate a, a, to a, a unit that's already on the board. Well, yeah. yeah, she's like, no, you don't. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So we got that all straight. But anyway. Thank you so much for everybody that came out. Thank you so much to Ultra Pro for setting this up for us. It was really cool just sitting there and hanging out and saying hey to people as they came by. It really meant a lot to us. Yeah. Threw a bunch of moon pies at people, mm-hmm. gave some pins out. Yep. Some people got some
2: squishies. It was good times. But I, and I've mentioned this multiple times with people I saw today. While we're sitting there, we're at the front of the hall. Yeah. It wasn't crowded.
0: Nope. And I heard today from somebody, another person we'll I'll talk to later, who talked to some of the Gen Con people, and they said they probably guessed about 50,000 unique tickets were sold. And in 2019, right before the pandemic, it was over 75,000 people that attended. Okay, 50,000 is a lot, but it was down. Yeah, but I,
2: and yeah, I didn't feel like, you know, how you're sitting there on the edge around a booth and you have a constant stream of people. Yeah. It, it, that wasn't, wasn't there. really there today. It yep. wasn't really there. So we finished that up. We go upstairs, get some food, get a pizza because we hadn't eaten. You know, one great Pop-Tart just does not hold you through the day. It does not. Um, finish that up. Now we're on our way to...
1: I shut board games.
2: Thanks again, Danny. And we got to see their games. Yes. And so the first game she throws on the table is a
0: party game. Okay, this is a cute party game. Oh, was it, oh Guacamole? Ole, guacamole. Ole guacamole. And... And I love how Danny demos game. She said, all right, here, I'm just going to throw out. It's a, it's a card in the shape of, of an avocado. Avocado, And it has a couple letters on it, like C and R. And she said, was it just name, a name something? Mm -hmm. They cannot contain these letters. Yeah. Just name a word. A word. And then you did. I can't remember what it was. It was like, let's say it was dog. said, all right. Now next person flips over another card. All right. Name something related to the word dog that doesn't contain the letters C and R from the first card and the letters in this card P and L. Ah,
2: uh, ah, uh, and I'm you know you can play yeah. it without a timer. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm going through it. And I, what we didn't get to see is all the cards, so we don't know if there was. You have to at least give us a chance with like E's and O's. And I, I got, I'm hoping the vowels aren't
0: there, but they might be. Right, right, know. exactly. So that's the whole thing. So let's say somebody says food. Mm-hmm. Which, which would have passed. The next person just has to say something that's related to food. But a, but a new card comes out and excludes all the letters that's already been excluded in previous words. So it gets really hard. And then there's cards that like skip over a person, which is good. Which is a good thing. You n- won't never want your turn to be passed, but this game you do. There's one card that says reverse direction. Mm-hmm. And then there's another card that says two times, which means you must give two words that doesn't have any of those letters before it. And if you give a word that has one of those letters that we used before it, you take all those cards that have been played and they're worth minus one point apiece. There you go. That's it. Ole guacamole. Ole guacamole. Cute, fun. It was like $12. Yeah. It's going to be dirt cheap coming out later out later on this year.
2: And then we move over to Link 2, a trivia game, a cooperative trivia game. Yeah. And from here, Link 2 is you're helping build. a. You have a bunch of numbers on the table. And the person is asking you questions that relate to the numbers. Like for instance, and I think she was quite surprised that we got the ones that we knew mm-hmm. sometimes because, you know, like how many clubs are considered legal in a golf bag? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is hilarious. That's easy. 14, mm-hmm. you know? And then she asked a music question. Marty's music. You know, how many strings are on a guitar? Marty, six. And you're covering up the
0: numbers with your answer. And they're used only once. But uh-huh. what happens is if you answer a number, if you answer a question incorrectly, then you'll cover up a number that's correct for a different question. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you're what there's only going to be one card left over, one number. And the answer key shows you it's like whether you succeeded or not. You built the links. Yeah. yeah. And whether you got all the the correct answers and the one uncovered card is still uncovered or supposed to be uncovered. And that's the ingenious part of this. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool how they figured
2: out that you got the, all the right answers. Without you know mm-hmm. and then she she knew that we were messing up one of them so she gave us a you can always pass
0: yeah <laughs> don't put this one down I want to show you something guys but that's coming out later this year too 12 dollars a piece there's two different themed ones one is food one is travel so that's another cute little party game
2: and then an expansion to a game we covered um uh, oh, nivalier hmm and she was talking about Ida Valal or Idavoli I forget now anyway the expansion to of and what's coming from that. Now, I didn't really follow what she... Because I don't remember... You know, we played it that one time. Mm-hmm. You probably knew it a lot better than I did.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's adding in some new character cards or something like that. New, and myth new cards, mythology, people yeah. things like that. And there's like one that. extra round added to the game. So if you
2: like this game, we're just going to cut it short. You're going to buy the expansion. Yeah,
0: and we will, and we'll want to play it for sure.
2: Yes, we will definitely want to do it. And then we come to... Galileo 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 Galileo
0: Project (laughs) So y'all we did that So as soon as And Danny's boss was sitting there uh, With her And she's like what the Why why are you entertaining these fools And uh, so we said And we And she says we get to Galileo Project And I go Galileo and, and he does that and they just start dying laughing i said come on somebody just had to have done that this weekend they went no y'all are the first <laughs> oh
2: goodness so you got a robot and the robot's going out and he's doing stuff and you got people there and i really i think there was something that, oh um while you two were talking me and Danny's boss, we were talking about uh, French oh, patisseries.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. What it is is you have this uh, these cards that you're gonna be buying over the course of the the game to build robots. And there's a cute resource mechanic where there's blue resources and red resources, and you spend like one like a red. You can spend a red or a blue resource. And there's way to. It's really hard to explain, so I'm not even gonna try it. But it was one of those things I thought was interesting. Yep. I thought the resource mechanic was really interesting. That's going to be coming out later this year. And she said it was in, um, Ganymede, Ganymede. Uh, it's like, a sus- Mac- Oh, what? no! it's another game. It's a successor to another game. And it's in the same universe, which will you never play before? We had okay. not played the other game that it was referenced.
2: Okay. Uh, so one of the things that stood out to me and I, maybe it's just me, I really like that artwork. It was very clean to me.
0: Yeah, it was. And the components were really nice. Poker chips and nice wooden chips. Again, We'll just have to get it and and play it. But it's one of those that piqued our interest. I thought, yeah, that looks pretty cool. So, uh, I think that was the last game that we saw from them. That well, no, 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 there's one more. No, Galileo.
1: Galileo.
2: There was. I can't read my writing. I wrote notes here. <laughs> <laughs> flashback, not flashback. Zombie kids.
0: Oh, Flash no. band, zombie kids. Yeah, no, 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 that was cool. Oh, that, that was cool. very cool. That was okay. I we cannot explain this correctly. There's like, but we're going to try. It, it's like, you're trying to solve a mystery. There's a card of a picture of a scene. That's like in a schoolyard zombies trying to attack the school. Well, they're getting into the schoolyard and there's numbers on the card and you can pick one of the numbers and it changes the perspective of like, if one person, like a kid is looking and they have the number two, you get the number two card and it kind of shows you mm-hmm. what that kid is looking at from his perspective. Yeah. It's like, you're zooming in on it. Right, the, the way Danny explained it was, you know those movies where
2: they stop the action yeah, and they change the perspective of the camera yeah. and they're moving they, it they, around? they shift
0: the camera, almost like a Matrix-type thing where they move it around right. to another position. That's and, what's happening, and you get to see the scene from a different perspective depending on which angle that you're looking at it from. Right.
2: And there's clues that help you try to solve the mystery. Of And the one that she was demonstrating was the, the zombies were getting into the schoolyard and you got to figure out how were they doing it, what clues. And by zooming in and looking, it was basically you were going under, okay, I see this, and then you flip a lens, and now you zoom into something. And then, like Mark said, and then there's this perspective. Very, very interesting. And this is based on a cartoon?
0: No, it was based on they have a series of of other games based on these kids, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's what it's based on. They have a couple other games that I talked about Origins Preview a party game. There's a game that's like a, a really cool game that's like an intro to RPG or people that are scared to play RPGs where some person is a storyteller and other per- people play as characters. And the idea is that you're playing through a TV show mm. and each uh, episode is like 30 minutes long and then you play through a season. And we picked up that. And I really want to try that because that sounds uh, really cool. And I got that other party game. Oh, really? Uh, that's the one. Really? Yeah. You got that one. Where you rank five different things secretly and everybody tries to guess how you're going to rank them.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. It'll be interesting. Party games. Usually not something we do, but some...
0: I mean, I got to admit, Ole Guacamole. Ole Guacamole's good. That is... And again, I enjoyed Link too. Again, again, holidays, just a little get-togethers. It's good to have those sort of things in the back. So once again... Thank you, Danny. She's always amazing. And uh, thank you for saying...
1: Not our shit. Our shit.
0: So that we never have to say it again. We're going to use that to death because we got, got some games we got to talk about
2: with them after we play them next stop on the magical mystery music tour was over
0: to floodgate games oh wait a minute there was one more
2: there was one more on on
0: our way over there we stopped by renegade games saw our favorite person over there sarah erickson and tony we were
2: dancing on the floor we were all dancing we were having a big time
0: tony sheepishly said you know i would really love to check out that my little pony got me a my little pony game my little pony a deck building game so we got my little Pony. i really wanted to play it tonight. we ran out of time but he's got me jones and the want to play a thing so it cost so, me two moon pies so, <laughs> it did we gave her two moon we had to sweeten the pot we gave her two moon pies and she gave us a copy of my little pony the deck builder game so we can't wait so to talk ex- about it i'm
2: so excited for this i don't know i just I and i'm little, i cannot wait for the rpg talk to um uh, Rob, uh, blue peg, pink peg. He is full tilt bozo in. We are streaming the My Little Pony RPG when it
0: comes out. That's going to be fun. That's going to yeah. be later on this year. Anyway, yeah. so after that, we head over to uh, Floodgate Games, and uh, we had just uh, talked about kites, and that was kind of their big release, and it was selling out really right. well.
2: Standing there, well, there's one copy, two, talk three. Yeah, people were just Six walking on, walking
0: away with kites again. A fun party game that fun plays in ten game. minutes. It, it is really good, and they got their uh, Sagrada kickstarted that's going to be happening soon it's a legacy game yes
2: looking forward to that i mean that's going to be a good one for me and donna to play two player and then of course glory has come out donna and i are going to talk about that on a later show Mm -hmm. um a lot of people are saying i enjoyed the fact as i was going through it i think this is going to be one of those expansions that i add to the game that when after people know how to play i will not remove it right so very excited for that um, and of course, um, after we went to Floodgate, it was time to move forth and conquer chip
0: theory games. Yes. Where, I hope you wrote the name of this, name it, hippo, hippo, hip, uh-huh.
2: Hippopotamus? <laughs> Hippopotamus. It doesn't
0: matter. Hopalocus, Hoopalocus, Hopal- Victorum. Wait. It is a solo game based in that universe where you're playing as a hero that's going out on an adventure in order to try to uh, conquer basically a main villain. Mm -hmm. But it was really, really cool and how it worked. I wasn't at first interested in the solo game, but you're traveling around a map and you can do these sporting events where you can try to level up your characters, get people to help fight for you, fight against monsters, strengthening your, player to be able to go and fight the big bad when you go into combat you use the poker chips and you move around on a hex board and you got dice combat and the dice can be upgraded over the course of the game it actually sounded kind of cool
2: it's it sounded really cool and, and it's h-o-p-l-o-m-a-c-h-u-s hoplomachus sounds good to me so yeah so it's um vesuvius i believe it's vesuvius and you're battling the bad people there, and they're going to blow up the world. Oh, it's Pluto.
0: Pluto. Pluto, and Pluto's going to blow up the world or something like that, so he's sending his minions or scions right. or something like and,
2: that. And as time is progressing. If you don't get there, he's going to do it, so you've yeah. got to go battle the minions. Typical chip theory production, amazing game. Matt's chips, all that whole thing. Very simple, very easy to follow through as far as the battle goes. He walked us through the flow chart. On the, it wasn't it was it a flow chart. No, but it was a step-by-step you mm-hmm. do this, you do this, you do this, you go to the battles, you travel, you go either going to go do a sports or you're going to battle till the death. And I mean, just walking through it. So you're rebuilding your, your group. So a legacy style game campaign style game. And eventually over time you will get to the point. It's a solo where you're, you're right. You're building up the armies. You're building up your team. Meanwhile, more and more um, bad things are going into the bag that you're pulling. So, Unreal. So, it's always going to be a battle between things. That's what you're doing.
0: And uh, also, they have a remastered version coming out of the full multiplayer mm-hmm. uh, game, which is going to be like a four-player game. And they, they've tweaked the rules and that. And I'm looking forward to that, too.
2: Yes, that was incredible in itself. But then the question got dropped while I was sitting there. You had to leave by the Brothers Murph. Yep. And they go, so, how's this Elder Scrolls thing coming? Uh, Perked up, I started paying attention. I'm like, what, huh, Elder Scrolls, what? So I had forgotten that they had gotten that mm-hmm. license. I knew that, that, I forget which company had already done the miniature game of it. Um, was it Modiphius? May have been. Or something it. like that, yeah. Something like that. This is based on Elder Scrolls Online, but mm-hmm. so I'm gonna get to play in the Elder Scrolls world a cooperative chip theory game, being able to do their systems and deal with Quest of Elder Scrolls, being able to live out, and everybody's sitting there, why don't you just go play it online? I could, I could go to Elder Scrolls online, but from a board gamer's perspective, why not play with their incredible production and their systems that work? They work, they took the best of Bones, the best of Undertow, the best of Cloudspire, and they're using that to do this game. More to come on that. They will be able to talk more about it as Bethesda releases them to do so. Mm-hmm. That was it, but just hearing that it is a reality was excitement enough. And I think Kickstarter's coming, the, or crowdfunding's coming. The end of this year, or possibly the beginning of next year, it all depends on Bethesda. So we need to save up our money. Yeah, it's a piggy bank thing. We yeah. don't have to be putting it in there. So RDTN, be sure to go out to buy me buy uh, me a coffee. Buy me a moon we, pie. Buy me a moon pie. Support us just for <laughs>
0: this game. So it's I like, can go, I'm not buying you. People are like, I'm not buying you a game. You won't I said we, myself. I, you fools. I said we would support you to support your cost for the server and all that sort of thing, but yeah, he don't buying buy you no, no game. game. But you know
2: that this is going to go. This is one that you, when it goes to crowdfunding, that depending on what system it is, you put your dollar in mm-hmm. just so you can get onto it at the end because you know the stretch goals are going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Now, we did talk a little bit, on I brought it up. I said, you know, your Skyrim players are going to be all, eh, where's my models? Where's this? Where's that? And we're, and we're like, well, the fans of chip theory games are going to come to your defense and say, you need to play this just for the, the incredible great games that chip theory puts out yeah so that was chip theory and then you went to pegasus spiel to see
0: see some of the games I mean, we'd already talked a lot about the games yeah. they already featured here they had the game the three theme of uh the game from was Mombasa, and they rethemed Mumbasa. it to a, to a sci-fi game however it didn't come out didn't make it out in time but it will be out over the next several weeks uh so yeah talk to them it's always great seeing uh beth from over there love beth to this she's she's an amazing person and uh, I told her, we said, we've covered everything of theirs except Carnegie, or Carnegie Carnegie. I told, was told the other day I was saying it incorrectly. We have that, so she need to get it to the table. She says, no, I understand. That's a heavier game. There's a little bit more to getting that yeah. one to the table, so we still need to get that one out there.
2: Mumbasa, say it again. Ooh. I know it's Mufasa. But, but I'd see what you're doing there. Okay, Galileo. Magnifico.
0: And then the last thing I did, I went over to uh, Justin Gary's. You got sucker punched. I got sucker punched and bought me some Soul Forge Fusion, uh, which is a two-player card game. Oh, heaven forbid we play a two-player card game. That is has randomly generated so decks, much so like Keyforge. Forge. So good. Except what's different is, is that two decks are merged together and that the cards are upgradable. Anytime you play a card, there's a level two and level three of that card. When you play a card, you immediately take the level two of that card and put it in your discard pile. When you play level two of a card, you immediately take it and put the level three of that card in your discard pile. Because when it goes out on the table and it's destroyed, it's removed from the game. But the higher level cards in your discard pile, card pile is ready to be shuffled back in after you go through your deck. And you can always get rid of a card if you want, if you if your lanes
2: are full. Mm-hmm. Or, oh yes.
0: yeah, it has lane-based combat. Yes, lane-based There's five area. lanes. You you put a monster into a lane and you'll attack the monster across the other side. You're trying to knock down the other person's life points down to 50. But there's so much more going on to that because after you go through three draws of your deck, you move to the next phase of your game where your hero gets a little bit stronger. And after four phases, the game just ends. And whoever has the most life left is the one that wins the game. So it actually has a built-in time clock. It's kind of cool. It is cool. Um,
2: first off, it Justin Gary and, you know, I'm like, okay. And Richard Garfield. Yeah, Richard Garfield. So interest, interesting, interesting collaboration. I did notice on the art, a lot of it looks like Shades of Infinity. Shards, shards of, of Infinity. Shards, I'm sorry. Yep. Shards of Infinity. Mm-hmm. As soon as I said, I was like, that's not right. Shards of Infinity. I was like, is that the bear from the shards? Because I had this, this bear, mm-hmm. this root bear or something. Hot root, root bear. get it? yeah i got it I okay think i just
0: want to make sure too late i'm not sure i got it okay
2: so that anyway that was um soul forge and I, I before i got over to you i stopped by thunderworks game yep to see tim um and i tried to sell tim penny parks to somebody you know i wonder if the booth people when i do that if they just look at me like shut up
0: i don't know you do it a lot i you love kept, doing it you kept trying to sell stuff where are you at today uh where was I? W- were you a renegade? Who was it you were selling for? And oh, it- I,
2: oh, a restoration I was selling Stop Thief. That's right. And Suzanne was like, what is he doing? Shut him up. <laughs> Make him stop. But I'm trying to give him that feel, give him that good, oh, that's a good vibration right there. And then Tenpenny Parks, I was trying to get her to understand that that game, when we played it, it was tight. I mean, it was, you know, at the end, and in those victory points, it was a tight game and so it's a game of great strategy. Something you need to know. Hey, I sold some games over at Portal Booth. You I didn't. didn't do this.
0: You did. I got this down. I will say, you know, I think it's the first time we've ever been lying down in a bed and recording a podcast. Uh-huh. Separate beds, by the way. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> this, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> just just letting you line on my back holding
2: the mic out Just chilling. Interesting so, picture. So other than um, I don't know if you want to tell
0: them about dinner, i oh yeah.
2: You do we got or a why? special
0: uh invite to go out and hang out uh with uh, uh a surprise birthday party for Rob from Blue Peg Pink Peg. Christina set this up. So there was a group of people about I don't know, maybe twelve to fourteen people. Just coming out and having a good time, we went to uh, Raskeller, which is a, a local German restaurant. Had a good time hanging out with them and David Waybright and Man versus Meeple, Stephen Bonacore, Travis and Queen Games and Connor from Inside Up Games and a lot of their crew and everything. It was a good time.
2: And they screwed up and forgot us. So yeah, old people eating really late. I mean, they were into my second supper by the time I got my food.
0: All right, so that's just uh saying that's uh, so tomorrow we'll be heading home. do we'll have to uh, record. No, no more meetings. So we're, I can't wait because I actually like on Sunday. I'm just going to walk around, look at stuff that I did not get to see. Maybe there's a hidden gem out there that I didn't see. I like going to the artist alley and looking there. I like looking at a lot of the craft booths. I may pick up a T-shirt. I saw a sweet Metroid Samus T-shirt. Oh, good gosh! That I may be picking up maybe get some family gifts or something like that. I don't know. So I look forward to tomorrow to, uh, just walking around chilling before we hop on the plane, and get back.
2: I'm going to go play Brazil.
0: There you go. You can demo it again. Oh, there were
2: some small booths. I want to go check out for some very interesting looking games. Sure. Yeah. That's a good so, time. Yeah, to do you're it. on your own. I'm on my own. We're going to meander around chilling out, going over to portal, seeing what's left over there. Me. Oh, um, just make sure that we get over there before Ignacy leaves. That's the big thing.
0: Yep. He leaves around uh, 10 o'clock. I want to make sure we we'll want to tell him bye. Because he's been in the States for like six weeks. He'll be heading back home. And he is so excited. So I hope you all enjoyed our little uh, discussion past four. It, it went longer than 90 minutes. Unfortunately, we didn't keep it to 20 minutes per segment. I mean... This one looking at, oh my gosh, this one was just 42 minutes by itself. Oh my gosh. Can we break these up into two parts? <laughs> so Part one, part Gen so Con one, So this is a longer g- one. So anyway, we hope I'm, that I'm uh, if you weren't you. able to make it to Gen Con that you could live vicariously a little bit through us and hear about some of the great things that we got to see. Some uh, great games are going to be coming out. Uh, it was exciting. It's been three years since we've been here. Missed it and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed seeing so many people that I hadn't seen in years and seeing a lot of people to listen to the show and just great hanging out with uh all of them and it was just fantastic time and of course um you know the reigning now reigning champion of dice in a bowl <sighs> whatever keep rolling dice and taking names baby dice in a bowl
2: that's freaking cheaters
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on social media at Dyson Names. If you want to support the channel, do so by going to buymeamoonpie.com. And next episode, we got a lot of great games to talk about.
2: So our good buddy, Ben, who's on the Discord, he takes care of all the events on Mm -hmm. our Discord channel, gave me the great dad joke for the stinger.
0: All right, here we go. All right. Tell him. Why do the... Norway battleships have UPC codes. Why do the Norway battleships have UPC codes? Okay, I don't know. So they're Scandinavia.
2: Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Thank you. <laughs>